It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number tonight, as it always is, is 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there completely free. And uh, sitting here tonight, Ian. Allie. And Mark. And uh, so once again, those uh, those features are there and you can enjoy them. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites. Uh, so go to freetalklive.com and you can listen live and you can interact with other listeners. And it, you can actually control the, the entire content of the website uh, by submitting new things to it. So you find something online that you think is interesting, submit it as show prep. Other listeners can vote on it. And the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site. So head on over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. Once again, freetalklive. Dot com. There was some pretty big news uh, that happened here in our very own New Hampshire that I think is, is newsworthy all over the place because of uh, what well who this guy was and, and what he did. Did you guys ever, I'm sure at some point you've heard about the federal government's program that there were like seven or eight people that were involved who were given governmental permission and not only permission, but they were given government grown weed. Yes. To smoke cannabis for their um, medical problems. Yes. Where are these folks? Yes, I, I've seen the picture or the tapes of the guy in front of the White House smoking a joint. Yeah, there are uh, there are only a couple of them left, like because they all had terminal illness or something horrible was uh, was wrong with them, and uh, they many of them have perished at this point because they they got on board with this program for for actually quite a while. And a number of years ago, and apparently, Can you imagine how bad government-grown weed is. Well, you know, Mark, that's a good question because in uh, in Canada, they had a government sort of grown weed, from what I understand, and it was it was ditch weed. It was just absolute <laughs> trash, uh, and people complained about it. But on the other hand, you know, if, if somebody knows what they're doing, it's not that hard to, to grow marijuana. It is just weed. So they um, how hard is it to make cheese like government cheese? They always joke about. I think they probably buy that from someplace. <laughs> well, and, and essentially, it's not technically a government bureaucracy that's growing this weed. It's a university, which, you know, kind of private, kind of government. Boy, none of those students are taking clippings home. <laughs> right. So uh, from freeconquered.org, uh, which is a friend of the show, Garrett Ian, is the guy that does the reporting there, and he does a really great job. He, he writes, uh, yesterday, a much more pleasant aroma than usual lingered through the smoking parlor of the New Hampshire State House, while legislators... Boy, how many state houses have that, by the way, a smoking parlor? I wouldn't know. I would imagine a lot of them do. I mean, yeah. a lot of politician, politicians are older. Um, you know, many, many older people haven't been able to kick the habit. I bet a lot of them exempt their own smoking parlors because, you know, in a lot of states, there are the regulations where you can't smoke inside a workplace. Yeah, that's surprising because I bet even in this place, there's probably what you're talking about, bans on smoking indoors. In I've Hampshire. heard that, I think it was in Florida that it was banned every place but the state house or something like that. They'd uh-huh. said. It doesn't surprise me. So, of course, they're going to exempt themselves from their own workplace. But anyway, while legislators uh, coughed on tobacco fumes, Irvin Rosenfeld puffed his medicine under the lights of WMUR news cameras. As one of the few surviving participants in a federal medicinal cannabis study, Irvin is given nine ounces of cannabis in pre-rolled joints per month. Oh my. Let me tell you, he was smoking on this thing like he he had nine ounces to smoke. <laughs> I mean, he just dragging a whole nice fatty down, just sitting there. Now, Who I rolls these things for him? I mean, pre-rolled 
joints. Somebody at the University of Mississippi, which is where it's grown under the control of the federal government. I mean, for God's sakes, is he that terminally ill he can't roll his own joint? It's a ludicrous program. I mean, it's absolutely (laughs) absurd. Um, But, you know, at least he... I'm glad he's getting the medicine that, that he needs, and and he's also very uh, in a very useful role because he's one of a very few people who can actually legally smoke cannabis in the United anywhere States anywhere he yeah. wants, within the with the exception of places where any smoking is banned. Well, it's also a great show of the hypocrisy because once people find out that these kinds of people exist under a federal program, and then you see the federal government come Throwing in and everybody kick, else. In kick down the doors of medical marijuana places in California and elsewhere. It's just such hypocrisy. It is, but people, in theory, Ali, should have been able to find this out many, many years ago. I mean, this this has been going on for uh, for quite a while, this, this program, this government program, because it's been going on so long, many of them have died. Uh, so, I mean, people have been finding out, but nothing's been changing as a result of this. However, I think he visited at the right time uh, because, I mean, obviously it was very strategic. Somebody brought him here, and I have a feeling it was the folks over at the New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense I'm pretty sure. uh, that were involved in this, which is one of the local uh, organizations that was actually started by Free State Project uh, participants, if I'm not so. mistaken. Uh, Matt, Simon Matt Simon was yeah. the uh, the guy that started this, and now another Free Stater, uh, Kirk McNeil, is uh, is in charge of the organization. They're, he's doing a great job, and uh, so New Hampshire is in the this awkward stage, uh, if you will, where the entire state house overwhelmingly voted in favor of it. I'm not saying the, that everyone did, but uh, it was overwhelmingly like two thirds majority kind of vote in favor of uh, medicinal marijuana, and the Senate also voted in favor of medicinal marijuana, not by two thirds, but uh, it was 13 to 11, I think. And so we're in this awkward stage where medical marijuana has come up for a vote before. It has won both uh, the Senate and the the House, and then it had been killed by the man calling himself governor, the uh, John Lynch. Here, now he's gone. Um, come 2013. Yeah, but he'll be here long enough to veto this one as well, which he's promised to do. But it just keeps coming every single year, doesn't it? It does. And to have somebody like this show up really, I think, puts on, uh, you know, puts your feet to the flames, so to speak, or puts his feet to the flames because this guy's making news. Like we went to 420, and Ali, you were there for it, right? Yes. So we went to 420, and there were well over 100 people out in front of the state house smoking cannabis illegally, right? Like everybody there was right. violating the uh, the law. There was more than 100 people standing out on the state house lawn in Concord, New Hampshire, smoking pot in front of the cops, God, and everybody. But no one was there to cover it except for, uh, I guess, someone from the Concord patch, like an independent newspaper, happened to show up. None of the mainstream media was there whatsoever to cover Freaking this Freaking TV did cover it. Thank you for that. Freaking <laughs> Freak TV is always included. They're always alternate. On the Alley News- reports. The alternate right. newspaper just came there and hotboxed. Maybe they did, and that would be fine. Uh, but they also did uh, did some coverage, and that video footage is over at uh, freekeen.com. It's from 4:20, so you have to scroll back for for a few pages. Uh, but the point being, like this one guy shows up, and news cameras are there. There's a big press conference, so clearly somebody's better at promoting, or uh, you know the the news media just doesn't care about people smoking illegally. But either way. Uh, Irving, or excuse me, Irvin Rosenfeld is his name, and he is one of the few remaining uh, guys in this federal marijuana program. The cannabis is grown at the University of Mississippi, and along with cannabis, Irvin also possesses immunity from any U.S. drug laws which would otherwise criminalize him. Since childhood, Irvin has been struck with multiple congenital cartilaginous ex- 
<laughs> exitosis, a bone disorder that causes tumors to form in his joints. Mm. Without using any other medicines, Irvin has not had tumor growth since he began using cannabis, which he has been doing regularly for 30 years. Wow. He, so he got t- tumors in his joints and then didn't when he started smoking cannabis. Or at the very least, he didn't. He no longer had growth of, uh, of those tumors <laughs> after he started consuming cannabis. The purpose of Irvin's visits to the, uh, to the state was to clear up misconceptions about medicinal cannabis and to meet with legislators who are still on the fence. At the end of the attached video, which you can see over at freekeen.com, you can see interactions with a couple of state representatives uh, who were both former opponents of medicinal cannabis legislation but have changed their minds. And it wasn't, uh, by the way, I don't think it was um, because they met Irvin, they'd actually changed their minds just over the, the time of learning more about cannabis. And it's having- really an issue of education. Uh- I mean, I frankly came on board not believing in medical marijuana. I'm like, oh, yeah, just sell me a song here when it comes to medical marijuana. I have a headache. Can I smoke some pot? Uh, But I, you know, I came. That's that's what I thought. I just didn't believe it. But sure enough, I mean, because if I wanted to get some marijuana, I'd say, oh, yeah, I have a back pain. Let me have some pot. But, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously it's, it's helping these people. So, 855-450-FREE, SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, bring up what you want. You know, thoughts on uh, war on drugs, if you if you want to share those. But we've also got all kinds of stuff coming up here, including somebody from coplock.org who's been cut a $10,000 check from the police department. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number is 855-453-1855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Again, uh, you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, is the place to go. There are many features waiting for you there, including the webcam. You can go watch, listen, and interact. The chat room is built into the same page as the webcam so you can go and talk with other free talk live listeners as you're watching slash listening to the show Uh, and you can do it all for free at cam.freetalklive.com now do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections well you need to know about SACL cai they do collections early outbilling and they purchase charged off receivables SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect they know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner over at freetalklive.com. SACL's banner is the top one on the right-hand side of the page, and it has been the top one for a long time because SACL CAI has probably been one of the longest-running sponsors of this program. So they're awesome. They really get behind. Uh, Jason Osborne, the founder over there, really gets behind uh, his the message that he supports with his pocketbook. And thank you. 
So, SACL CAI, see their banner at freetalklive.com, right at the top of the column. Freeconquered.org reporting, uh, and was uh, copied over, uh, thankfully, to freekeen.com, because it's great reporting that uh, that uh, Garrett Ian has done up in Concord, New Hampshire, about one of the federal government's few remaining participants in a federal medicinal cannabis program. He's given nine ounces of cannabis per month. Per month. He's smoking like a choo-choo. An ounce of pot is a is a lot of pot. I mean that that's I don't know how many joints you can get out of one ounce of pot, but it's quite a few. And uh, for nine ounces per month, that's almost a couple. Yeah, I guess that's a couple ounces per week. I mean, so this guy's literally going through like an eighth of pot <laughs> almost every day. Not quite, <laughs> but almost. It's moving. Yeah. So that's all. That's a lot of pot. And anyway, so he's got some serious problems, uh, bone disorder that causes tumors to form in his joints. However, it hasn't happened for him. Uh, he hasn't had any tumor growth in 30 years since he's been using cannabis. And the video that Garrett posted here is fantastic. Uh, and I would highly recommend it. It's, it's not like an edited, uh, flashy video. It's more of just a long conversation with this guy. Uh, this guy comes to the state house in Concord where there's some discussion about medicinal cannabis possibly becoming law here in New Hampshire. And he really just handles the objections. I mean, he's talking to some of these senator-type folks, and, you know, they've got the same questions that anybody's going to ask. Well, what about driving? You know, these sorts of questions. <laughs> Should we and, legalize alcohol? Some people might drive drunk. Yeah. Does he use, like, uh, try to use, like, pra- practical arguments, or does he use, like, anecdotal evidence or, or like, you know, statistics? To- he's very persuasive. Um, I don't remember if he drags out any statistics on the... The smoking while driving thing, but there there are statistics that one can cite, like from the uh, I think it was the Australian Department of Transportation study that was done uh, that shows that cannabis smokers are actually statistically safer drivers, just barely uh, statistically safer than uh, sober drivers. Yeah, it's it's not really statistically significant the amount uh, that it, they're they're safer, but they you know came up slightly safer. Yeah, and but but he kind of gives uh, more of a I guess probably an anecdotal example and and is very persuasive in what he says uh, to these folks. So. I would say it's it's a pretty good video to show somebody who, whether they're a senator or not, just somebody maybe in your family or a loved one or friend or coworker that just doesn't get it on this issue. And are there really people out there besides politicians who don't get it uh, on this sure issue? <laughs> I guess I guess there are, uh, but it's it seems like such a no brainer, and that so many people understand it these days. Uh, hopefully, we'll see politics catch up with where the uh, the mainstream is on cannabis. Of course, the mainstream is that. It's hard for me to count the people that I know that that haven't smoked cannabis, whether they do or not today. Uh, my, my, I know, Mark, you don't do it today, but you have in the past. Sure. Uh, and I know that uh, I've done it more times than I can count. And, uh, Allie, I don't want to throw you I've, under the bus. I've, I've tried it for. Yeah. Okay, you've tried it. <laughs> right. So here you go. 100% of the uh, the hosts on uh, the radio here tonight have well, radio. Some point. Let's be serious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here's Mark with reality. <laughs> I, I just don't. I would guess. That something like, uh, you know, if if you take a, you know, you put a, you put some kind of uh, line there in the demographics. Let's say at fifty years old, mm-hmm. and you take everybody from maybe even sixty years old. Baby boomers are are retiring. Let's call it sixty years old, and you take everybody on down. If you're sixty today, you would have been a teenager during uh, 1969. Right, right? and uh, you know, you you take those numbers, and I'll bet you you're something like two thirds of those people. Have smoked marijuana. I bet you're right. In the United States. 
And the other third knows somebody who smoked marijuana. Right. And and I guess the question you'd have to ask yourself if you wanted marijuana to be illegal today is, would your life be better if you were caught and thrown in jail for that one time that you smoked marijuana? If it was just one time, people. Um, and for that, you know, the one time that you tr- smoked marijuana. Because that time was just as illegal as the amount of marijuana that that other person was caught uh, recently. What is it? More than a half a million, a million and a half people caught every year? Well, I know that Irvin, Irvin would drugs? not be better off because he'd probably be a dead man. Oh yeah, he would. Uh, he'd probably be lying in a cell uh, and uh, you know be a corpse at this point because he wouldn't have had the medicine. The cell would be in the ground. Yeah, that he wouldn't have had the medicine that would have that did save his life. And that's why it's watching this video is so persuasive because you've got this you know respectable looking dude who has kind of a similar story to you, Mark. <laughs> Smokes it, like Big Chief Wahoo. Right. I mean. He, uh, well, you don't smoke like Big Chief Wahoo, but the the story that he has is similar in that 30 years ago, he thought the same things about cannabis. He thought it was, you know, bad for you and he thought it was dangerous and scary. And then, you know, he found out the truth and that it's just a plant and plants have different effects on people. And, you know, for some people, cannabis is the right thing. For some people, it's not. I mean, everybody's different on how they react to a drug. Uh, but doctors prescribe drugs that aren't right for people all the time. Absolutely. I mean, even if, okay, if you're listening and you don't believe in medical marijuana, the chances are good you're not a doctor, so your opinion really shouldn't count. Well, right. In fact, that's one of the things he points out to the the senators is that when he's talking with the the warrior, you know, like the drug warrior senators, he's like, well, how is it that you know more than the AMA? How is it that you know more than, you know, like the Association of Nurses? How is it that you know more than the Veterans Administration? He's, he's naming all these organizations that have come out and have said marijuana has medicinal benefits, at least according to him. And I presume he's got the documentation to back it up because, you know, one of the senators was like, well, I'd love to see this. Can you email it to me? And, you know, he wanted to see more of the, the backup of what this guy was saying. But, you know, he's sitting there. He's, he's wearing a, a nice kind of suit. He looks respectable. And he was just smoking marijuana in the uh, the smoking lounge in the state house. He is smoking marijuana on camera as he's talking about marijuana, which is great because, you know, there's for, for whoever it is that's out there that thinks marijuana is scary, somebody has painted some kind of a picture for him. Like, you smoke marijuana, you're going to go on a shooting spree. Or you smoke marijuana and you're going to go jump out a window. Or, you know, some crazy story is what they've heard about marijuana. But no, you've just got this, you know, nice looking guy just sitting there. Puffing away on a rolled-up uh, cigarette and talking about pot and being very persuasive and very congenial. I mean, I think it's a great video. I think a lot of people don't. I mean, I'm sure there probably are people out there that still think that believe in reefer madness. But I think even people saying that it makes you lazy or that you know it right, makes you a leech on anymore. society. That's, that's what they try to say. All they've got anymore is lazy. One eight five five. Short term memory too. Four five zero three seven three three. In fact, there's college students in the room with him, and he points points to one of them, and he asks him, you know, have you ever done this? And he describes something that apparently a lot of college students have done. I'll tell you what it is in a moment here. Eight five five four fifty free. Sakel C A I toll free line. Free talk live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. And those features uh, allow you to take control of various different aspects of the site, including our bulletin board system where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. All right, so 855-450-FREE is uh, the toll-free number here. And so over at freekeen.com, thanks to uh, Garrett Ian over at freeconquered.org, uh, he's been. He went to the state house the other day, brought his video camera along, and was there to experience something that is pretty unique. Uh, it's a, a man smoking cannabis in public, actually inside the state house. Apparently, they have a smoking lounge for the legislators there. He went down there and uh, lit up a joint and had a conversation with uh, with a few senators and a number of a uh, number of other folks that had come down uh, to experience this. Uh, members of the media were there, mainstream media included. Uh, you know that the, you know this, the the uh, the politicians just can't stay away when that happens when the media is around. That's you mean? right. <laughs> And it was great because uh, this guy is one of the the few remaining people who's still on the I think it's only like two, uh, the really not very many of these guys left alive that are on the federal government's marijuana medical marijuana program. Yeah, that's right. You know that same federal government that says there's no medicinal value to marijuana. Yeah, they run a program at the same time that gives medical marijuana to patients with debilitating and life threatening diseases. Hmm. Sanctioned by the AMA and the American Nurses Association, or whatever it was. Well, the program—I don't know if is—I don't know if the program is sanctioned, but the guy who is uh, who is there, Irvin Rosenfeld, uh, he says that uh, the AMA and these other medical associations, even the Veterans Administration, has come out in favor of medicinal marijuana. They've acknowledged that yes, cannabis does have medicinal effects. And so the the point he was making there was that there's all these people in leg, state legislators who claim they know, you know, better than these doctors. Right. You know, people in in most states, it's you're talking about lawyers, but um, in the New Hampshire, you're really not talking about very many lawyers. As but, far as state legislators, yeah, you know, yes, yeah, state state legislators. People, I don't know what to call them, but unqualified lay people. Mm-hmm. Coming up with some opinion or another that's basically bought and paid for. I don't know if it's bought and paid for. A lot of people just have their opinions because they have their opinions. But I mean, you know, well, the, I don't think lawyers are qualified to make a decision either. No, I don't. Okay, but they're unqualified lay people. In right. in when you're talking about medicine. No, I thought you were just talking about New Hampshire. So you're saying most everyone in any state legislature, right? Go, you know, go if if not, just go to your local uh, legislator and ask them to do some uh, brain surgery on you. I All mean, right. if you trust these people to get, make medical advice, for God's sakes, let's have them do some surgery. <laughs> it must be difficult for anyone, no matter who you are, to uh, talk to this man who's right, in, who's smoking what you want to prohibit right in front of you, and you know he's telling you about his story and everything, and, and to still stick to your you know bigoted values that you think that this drug is just too dangerous that your children could get their hands on it you know you don't you don't worry about that when it comes to prescription drugs you don't i mean if their kids like a little baby then you don't worry about your baby getting to your your medicine cabinet 
Well, that's why they have the little child-proof lids. I think parents are concerned about their babies getting into prescription medication. Well, they might be. Well, yeah, they'd be concerned about it, but not to the point where they want to outlaw those. Right. They wouldn't want their their son thrown in jail for popping a you know Tylenol or something. Rather, my son smoke a joint than uh, drink the the you know cleaner that I have in the bathroom. Now we have one of those. We have those little things uh, that. Uh, you know, lock the the cabinet. But just today, he managed to get the door open and oh. came out and showed mommy some cleaner. Oh hey, my look at goodness! This. It's pretty. It's, it's a pretty green color, right? Uh, 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 it's exactly uh, uh. what his concern was. The open color his of his mouth. It. Spray it right in. No, I mean, kids will do that stuff, right? Well, I don't think four year olds are as likely to do it. But okay, that's good. <laughs> So Irvin uh, Rosenfeld, again, one of the uh, the few people with the privilege of being able to do this, not only a privilege, but the uh, the pot is actually supplied to him by the government. Now, of course, I don't support that at all, because sometimes when you talk about drug legalization or decriminalization, some people will will kind of jump to the conclusion that you mean, oh, you want the government to give people heroin. No, no, no. no. I know that that's been tried in some places, like over in the Netherlands, for instance. I don't know if it was the government that did it, but there have been some instances where there have been test runs of the government providing people with with drugs. And no, 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 that's not what needs to happen. I don't think the government Um, should give. Give? Give? What kind of give? Just stop locking people up. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Just stop aggressing against people leave them to their own devices let them make their own decisions and Irvin was talking with some college students that were in the room because again it's kind of like it wasn't really a press conference as much as it was here. yeah it was it, it was a press conference but it's an unusual press conference because in not many press conferences do you have somebody smoking cannabis in the smoking lounge with a guy uh, puffing on a joint yeah just chilling a out a guy who he... smokes apparently nine ounces a month <laughs> yeah he's just chilling just sitting down I mean so it's not like one of those stand up podium kind of press conferences but uh, so there's some college kids in the room. He points out the college kids and he says, hey, guys, you know, basically I'm paraphrasing here. He, he says, you know, have you ever had a situation where you, you spaced out? You didn't remember that you had a paper to write and at the last minute, you know, it's Sunday. The papers due Monday. You blaze up a, a, a joint and you sit down and you, you hammer out the paper. And the college kids are all laughing because, yeah, apparently they've all done it. <laughs> and I just thought it was interesting, like, you know, the, the kind of the creative process that uh, it, it assists some people with. But then he pointed out does. that there might be some college kids that turn lethargic or uh, you know they get lazy when they smoke a joint you you're not the right person to be smoking a joint doing a paper because you're just going to put it off and that was he was kind of giving an example of how different people can respond differently and if it doesn't work with you then you shouldn't do it but ultimately nobody should be put in a jail cell for making the wrong choice about their own body and I just thought it was great. So wanted to recommend you to go and check, I know that check that out. Many artists, whether they're musicians or you know working in whatever the sort of traditional arts are, have used marijuana in order to uh, you know feel more creative and that kind of thing. And absolutely, I, I, it isn't. I mean, our economy now, creativity is valued so high, but. This substance, which apparently people have been using for hundreds of years in order to uh, augment creativity, is bad. Do people really value creativity highly in this society? The, well, okay, they, they talk about the valuing creativity highly. They talk about uh, you know fostering creativity in youngsters and that uh, creativity that we have a create um, you know a creative economy or something like that. You know, they they use these terms that you know people and innovation and all that stuff. Really, I mean, innovation is creativity, folks. Right. So I just wanted to share that with you. The guy who I- came up with the iPhone stoned. Because I'd always heard about, you're probably right, uh, of course we know that Steve Jobs took LSD at uh, one point in his past and he said it was one of the most important experiences of his life, if I'm not mistaken. 
So I just wanted to share that with you and point you to freeconquered.org. That's where you can go and see this. So again, freeconquered.org. It's a great video and one worth sharing. It's about 20 minutes long, so it's a kind of a lengthy uh, press conference style. But the guy's got a lot of really important things to say. And he's someone who you can't help but listen to because he's in such a unique position. I mean, he can go anywhere. It's at one point he talks about what it's like to travel as him going through yeah. a TSA checkpoint. I can only like imagine that. it's nuts. Well, uh, he says that apparently, like what he can call the police department in advance in the place where he's going, and you know, give them a heads up that he's coming through. And like, there's a, a little bit of pre preparation that he he has to do if he wants to avoid most of the hassles that uh, that he might possibly come across. But, you know, he's been doing this for years and years, and he's the one guy who can walk anywhere he wants to and drive anywhere he wants to and uh, whatever and have, have pot on him. It's incredible. It's a neat story. So 855-450-FREE, that's the toll-free can number Can you imagine here. what it's like for the TSA agents? I mean, this is what I'm here for is to catch people with pot. I mean, I tell everybody it's about terrorism, but it's really about right. pot. And, I, well, I, I love throwing away water bottles, too. But, I, you know, You're not going to throw away that pot. Here's some with pot and it's legal what do i do it probably really frustrates the tsa agents because really they can't does. confiscate it and smoke it later 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line and if you don't think tsa agents smoke cannabis i don't know what kind of a rock you live under 1-855-450-3733 still to come here a disturbing court decision a bizarre court decision that mark is going to share with us about child pornography and uh, 855-453 is the toll-free number. Mitt Romney, childhood hijinks. Allie's got those to share and your calls as well about anything. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Toll free number for you tonight, 855 453. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 855 450 3733. And joining you in the studio here, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Allie is here, courtesy of her radio program, Ladies in Keen. You can listen. Live or later, because you guys do a podcast. Definitely. And you can get details on how to listen over at ladiesinkeen.com. Plus, uh, there's also blog posts as well by the ladies. Ladies in Keen, that's K-E-E-N-E.com for more of Allie. As we continue here, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Frank is listening in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Frank. Uh, good evening. Hey, Frank. You are on the air. Hello? You are on the air, Frank. Go. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Super. Listen, uh, I want to apologize last night for sounding judgmental, you know, when discussing the uh, notion of, uh, uh, you know, civil disobedience and political protest. And oh, things. yeah, we were discussing but, uh, what you considered to be viable forms of activism correct. versus Again, what I consider. Again, that's my opinion. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, and, you know... That is has, true. And you did say that you were playing the devil's advocate. action to, you know, fulfill their mandate in a sense to right. make their own decisions and things well and as but, mark said you were playing devil's advocate which you did you did claim so correct but uh tonight i wanted to mention 
I agree with you about the uh, war on drugs and, uh, you know, really how the system here is so corrupt, whereby, you know, it privileges the pharmaceutical companies and the multinationals against people with their own natural, you know, plants and things. And I wanted to, I've been doing some reading recently about what happened in uh, uh, South America, Colombia, when Obama was down with the uh, different heads of government. Uh, and the big issue was actually the war on drugs. And virtually every government except yep. the U.S. Uh, wanted to end the war on drugs. They That's thought right. it was dangerous, it was a waste of money, even though many of these governments were getting all sorts of bribes and corruption, you know, money from the United States to carry on this you know, ridiculous. But uh, crime where they are is so rampant, and pe- lives is. are being destroyed on it's at such a massive scale. And uh, you know, the United States—they're not feel—we're not feeling it here. Well, parts of the United States are, especially around the border with sure. Mexico. And there's lots of uh, you know shootings and you know beheadings. The, well, they beheadings say actually, I, yeah. So in a sense, it is violent, and here it can be sort of camouflaged. Uh, in the big cities, most of the violence that's considered, you know, uh, young man on young man crime is actually related to drugs. And if you look at drive-by shootings and even innocent people that are shot, usually it has something to do with that. But we we're very sophisticated here with our statistics. Things are covered up and presented as what they're not. But what's interesting, well, the only I, media... Frank, before you go on, I, I, want, I feel like I need to clarify. Um, I read a study recently that said that border towns were among the safest in the United States and that it was just the crime right directly across the border that was the issue. Um, well, you know, I, that, oh, and um, and it was also in... It, it excluded people that were of immigrant status from those crime statistics. So, um, you know, if you were a U.S. citizen living in a border town, you're actually among some of the safest people in the United States, as the study said. But they're excluding well, immigrants. You know, studies, That's correct. Studies can be made to prove anything. Well, right. In and fact, we've, we've got news about studies the, tonight coming up. Yes. Uh, but what I wanted to say is this. The European media, the Canadian media, especially the press, has covered what was actually the agenda. But none of the American papers have. And instead, the United States is focused on the sensationalism of secret service and military people dealing with prostitutes and all sorts of things to really distract from the policy nexus what happened. And apparently it was very bad for the United States and Obama, uh, his reception down there. But that's been really sort of covered up in a sense. But uh, what I wanted to say is this, too, that I think every adult, whether it's age 18 or 21, uh, should have the opportunity, if one wants to, 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 let's say, do LSD, they should be able to do pure LSD, 25 from Sondos, uh, and they should be able to go and sort of learn about what this does. When you look at the application of the LSD research back in the 1950s and 60s, it was very effective in Massachusetts with one of the uh, studies Leary did uh, regarding prison inmates uh, that that were on an LSD therapy program for eight months, 92% never returned to prison, which was quite amazing, considering this was a very hardened criminal population behind wow. bars. 92%. 92% never returned to prison, which was totally I guess we better amazing. look up that study. So they would and have been I corrected it, in that it, sense? It, it's available. Uh, and Just basically Google it on the Internet, and you'll uh, you know come up with it. But what's interesting about it is that I think that the, the government and the people in power, the elite, the elite have always had access to drugs. I mean, even sure. JFK did LSD, 
with the uh, late uh, Mary Pinchot uh, Meyer, whose husband, Cord Meyer, was involved in the Kennedy assassination in the CIA. Kennedy was betting his ex-wife, and she turned Kennedy on to LSD. And it was very interesting. That's a, that's a story that, that's really worth pursuing. Is this something that came out in like wealthy. a memoir or something like that? How did you yes, uh, come there's across? a book out right now uh, that's just come out, uh, written by uh, one of the friends of the Myers, hmm. uh, you know, in Washington. And it's a very interesting book because it goes into also the Kennedy assassination. But what's interesting with the LSD and things, the very wealthy have always had access to the very best drugs. Well, yeah, they, they can afford it. That, you know, it, it's a privilege reserved for them. And in a sense, I say everyone should have the opportunity if they choose to do it. And that would include, let's say, if people want to follow a neo-pagan natural religion, whereby they would do ayahuasca as part of the religious sacrament or peyote, they should have that right to do that. I totally agree. The thing is, though, if everyone does it and they have safe drugs that are going to be pure and that won't have many bad side effects, People will think for themselves, and they will that's a problem. not follow the dictates of the government. I, I completely agree, theory. Frank. That That is something that I believe to absolutely yeah. be true. And it seems a little conspiratorial, but considering that you say you're part of the Illuminati, right. it makes sense that you would back me up on this. Because <laughs> I'm, a low, I'm a low member, my friend. Go I'm in, just a low member. <laughs> uh, you know, this was mentioned the last time we talked about this, but it's worth mentioning every time. And, and Frank, uh, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it, because I, I, I entirely agree. There's a great video. If you look on YouTube, it's called... Called British troops on LSD or something like that. If you just look, search British troops LSD, you'll find like a two-minute-long video of footage that's black and white. It's obviously from you know like the 50s or 40s or something like that, and uh, they gave British troops. Have you guys seen this? Yes, I've seen okay. it. They're like so they gave British troops looking at tops of trees and LSD stuff. without their knowledge, mm-hmm. which is kind of a mean thing to do to somebody. <laughs> hey, uh, but they own them, right? Right, and so they gave it to them without their knowledge in their morning uh, drinks. And then, like, you know, an hour or two later, they're uh, climbing the trees, try to feed the birds. They're, you know, putting all their equipment Terrible down. Terrible soldiers. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 no, they're bunching up. They're not doing what they're supposed to as far as, like, <laughs> They're laying their, on the ground laughing. Their battle tactics. They're ch- they're cracking up. And, you know, there's video footage of this uh, stuff happening. And it, do- I, it doesn't seem like a scam at all. And, yeah. like, they're complete, they completely lose interest in anything war-related. Right. It's so. got a little narrator that's describing what you're seeing. Yeah. It sounds like you're watching the... Uh, Nature Channel yeah, or like something. National Geographic or something <laughs> like that. Here we have in the wild the confident male doofus. It's <laughs> amazing to watch. And like there's one guy who is, you know, the leader of the group and he's the, like, he's the strongest. You know, he sticks it out the longest. He's he's going the, the longest without cracking. But before you know it, he ends up just sitting Picking down and, too. and, you know, laughing his ass off. Just it's so it's so persuasive and i think that goes to what frank is saying about how you know when you're on this you're not thinking about going on a killing spree uh this well, also is, you know it's about uh, you know the, the what he was saying was is that the elite don't want you thinking for yourself and i think right. that, that there's a pretty good argument in that if you believe that alcohol should be legal and that marijuana shouldn't be legal the chances are very high that you're not thinking for yourself like you, if yeah. you don't think for yourself in this particular area, you probably don't think for yourself in very many areas. You just repeat what you've been told. And if you don't think, I really don't care what your opinion is. I think that ignorance is a very fragile state, and it's very easy just for the information to crack that. And uh, it, you know, it just takes 
a you know just one drug you take a drug and then all of that's gone that's what happened for me i mean when i was 16 i had heard all of these stories about cannabis and dare class yeah dare class told me it was as bad as heroin and you know (laughs) it's just terrible make you grow boobies right you're gonna jump out a window and uh, whatever and no, obviously that wasn't the case. You don't I, have boobies. No, I, and I had a good time with my friends when I did it the first time, although I was paranoid as hell, but that doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with the cannabis. It has more to do with the fact that I was afraid the police were going to kick in no, our door. Well, c- cannabis, um, well, cannabis will certainly augment paranoia. and Well, it'll augment any in- sensation that you're having. A lot of people have a lot of difficulties with paranoia around cannabis. And because they're afraid the police are going to kick that in that's the door. True. I don't think mm-hmm. that's true at all. I mean, I, I, wonder- have, I have paranoia issues with certain types of cannabis. I can't can't smoke mids because of it. I see. Hmm. That's true. Some people are, you know, there's, and this is one of the things that Urban points out in the video over at freeconquer.org is that there are different strains of marijuana, uh, different types of marijuana, indica, sativa, I think Vitalis as well. So they all have different effects on people. While one might make you lethargic, the other might make you more creative. More coming up here. Hour two's next. You take control. Free Talk Live. My wife got her vase of flowers from proflowers.com this week, and they've been slowly blooming and opening up, and it's been really a, a nice experience to have them sitting on the counter. They're, they're there right now as we speak, and, you know, Mother's Day's coming up. It's something you got to think about. You're going to have to confront Mother's Day because if you don't have a gift, you're going to look silly. You can have, you know, as quick as just picking up the telephone and calling 800 Pro Flowers at P-R-O Flowers, you can get mom a really beautiful arrangement. They've got the 100 blooms for mom, and it's it's a great arrangement. It's a 50% savings off the normal price. All you have to do is go to the website and check it out. It's true at proflowers.com, and it's, it's a wonderful vase. You go to proflowers.com, check out the 100 blooms, get that for mom. You can also upgrade. It's a $19.95, um, or you can upgrade for $10 more for a better vase and some chocolates. And that's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner. Type it in an FTL. And remember, Free Talk Live, this is our first time working with Pro Flowers, and we'd love to make a great showing, and I'm counting on my podcast listeners to help me out. It's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone. Type in FTL. Mother's Day Sunday. Order now. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. As we continue, uh, Mark, you've got a story that is just shocking. Uh, Coming out of a court decision regarding child pornography. The Empire State. Yeah, from the most bizarre places, too. Like, the, one of the most controlling places is they've ruled in favor of it? What is going on? <laughs> it's, it, I, okay, so apparently there's some, uh, in, in these, uh, let me just read it. I, you know, nobody, news.yahoo.com, okay. coming from uh, Eric Pfeiffer. In a controversial decision that is already sparking debate around the country, the New York Court of Appeals, this New York Court of of appeals ruled on Tuesday that viewing child pornography online is not a crime. The purposeful viewing of child pornography pornography on the internet is now legal in New York. Senior Judge Carmen Bouchon, um, Kirkpatrick, 
wrote in a majority decision for the court. The, de- the decision came after Marist College professor James D. Kent was sentenced to prison in August 2009 after more than 100 images of child pornography were found on his computer's cache. Whenever someone views an image online, a copy of the image's data is saved in the computer's memory cache. The ruling attempts That's to true, distinguish... Generally. It attempts to distinguish between individuals who see an image of child pornography online versus those who actively download and store such images. Um, And in this case, it was ruled uh, that a computer's image cache is not the same as actively choosing to download and save an image. It's certainly true. When you're online, you click on a link, you don't know what's going to be behind it. I mean, anybody that's ever gone to uh, Two Girls, One Cup, for instance, uh, would would understand this. Uh, anyone who's ever seen Goatsy uh, would know what I'm talking about. Lemon Party. Uh, these are, <laughs> I'd you know, rather rel- just talk about Allie knows that one, huh? Rick no, I'm party? just laughing because you're making all these suggestions. You know, there's like nerds like... <laughs> <laughs> the nerds probably have already oh, seen they've it. they've already seen it. Uh, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, go ahead and look these things up and you'll see what happens is, you know, somebody will send you a link. Can't we just say Rick Roll, for God's sake, instead of all but these Rick awful Roll's things? Not- you know that's not awful, but yeah, Rick Roll's a perfect. I guess a Rick Roll's a pretty popular example of this. But there are some awful things online that you will see if someone sends you one of these links. I mean, someone sends you a link to Lemon Party. It doesn't sound like it's going to be offensive. You know, you click if it's coming from a friend of yours. You're like, oh, what's that? Oh my god! And uh, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Lemon Party? No. You just looked? No. Oh, okay. No. Don't <laughs> no. look. I'm not, I don't I want to see it. But if I'm recalling correctly, not. Lemon Party is not a big deal in comparison to uh, Two Girls, One Cup. But the point being... That was that, horrifying. Yeah. Like, that was just awful. The, the point being... <laughs> He's searching it right now or the computer's right in front of my face. Um, the point being, you don't know what's behind the link. And so, ultimately, if somebody tricks you into seeing something like this, which is in theory what could happen here, or at least what these people could claim. Images. This guy's been, been tricked, tricked 100, 100 times. times in the last <laughs> week oops, or so. Oops, oops. How long does something stay on a computer's <laughs> cache? Depends. It depends. Can you give me some kind of time frame? If I look at something six months ago, and then I don't use the computer mm. between now and six months. It'll probably still be there. Okay. Um, the cache of your web browser can be adjusted. You can go in and you can set how much cache you would like. So you can tell it, I want zero megabytes of cache, in which case, if you do that, then the web browser will download things fresh every single time you went. You go to a website. Because what the browser uses cache for is it, uh, it tries to save time. So it, it downloads, let's say you go to freetalklive.com, we actually cache our own website. And what that means is when you're an, un, an unregistered user of freetalklive.com, you haven't created an account yet, you're seeing a cached version of the site. So our site goes through once an hour, basically, and it kind of creates this cached version of the site so it doesn't have to draw the the website from scratch basically every single time somebody wants to pull it because we're it's a very database heavy site so like when you're looking at the site there's all those items on there well each one of those items was entered by a different user and everybody voted on it and all that all that information is in a a big file somewhere and in order to turn all that info into something you see on your screen that looks pretty the web server's got to go into that file it's got to access all that information and it's got to put it out to your computer so if you've got a thousand people that are asking for all that information at the same time that's a huge load of work on the the web server to go in to that file a thousand times at once or whatever and, and pull that information out so what it does is once an hour it pulls all the relevant information out and puts it into a cache where it can just serve those pages it doesn't have to 
attack the database with uh, with requests. Am I making sense? Yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense. Right. So these are what this is what cache is used for. I'm giving you an example from the web server side. There's cache there, but there's also cache in your browser in that you're coming to a website, the server or your web browser looks at your history. It says, oh. You went to this site yesterday. We probably don't, or you know, you went uh, a couple hours ago. We probably don't need to re-download all these images because they probably haven't changed. Maybe the text has changed, but like the ads on the right side of the site, or th things like you know, the, somehow the browser knows like what's more likely to change and not. You can always force it to reload the page and download everything fresh. Smart browsing. Yeah, it, it makes your browsing experience a little bit faster. Now you know what cash is. Okay. If you didn't, can we talk about child porn again? If you want. Merely uh, viewing image, web images of child pornography does not, absent other proof, constitute either possession or procurement within the meaning of our penal law, Kirkpatrick wrote in the decision. And, uh, of course, they've got uh, you know Yahoo links to the uh, um, their ruling here. The court said it must be up to the legis um, legislature, not the courts, to determine what the appropriate response should be to those viewing images of child pornography without actually storing them. Currently, New York's legislature has no laws deeming such an action criminal. Huh. So, um, you know, I guess the... And the feds don't either? I don't know. I mean, you know, they probably leave that to states. I'm shocked. The feds, the feds often don't have uh, crimes to, you know, back up what the state I, I, charges are. I thought they had uh, at least... Maybe they have federal like creation of child porn laws. Well, they haven't not... caught up to the internet. Sadly, I mean, the internet has a different. Well, they experiment. have all kinds experience. of. Well, no, they have all kinds of laws that have been made uh, based to you know protect the children online. And here's another th part sort of this whole child porn thing that I've always kind of wondered. I've wondered how easy is it to find child porn? Just I, you look. I, Go to an amateur site. Never. I've never ended up you know mistakenly viewing child well, wait porn a minute. online. Remember, let's. But we haven't done this yet in this conversation. But we need to define child. Child porn, right? right? So, like the state's version of child porn is anyone under the age of eighteen. So, so in some states, you can have sex at sixteen, 16. or seventeen, but you, you can't, can't take pictures it. because then you're committing child porn on yourself. And they have actually convicted people, oh, yes, they uh, teenagers, of, uh, of doing this have. sort of thing, which is very disturbing. So, to me, a child is some a person that hasn't gone through puberty right. yet. I'm talking about uh, something obvious. I have no. I mean, I'm so not. You're talking to... about children when you say you haven't seen right. child porn. I just because wonder if go, because if you go to an amateur uh, porn site, you might be looking at a picture of a 17 year old girl and have no idea, and Woman. then technically that's child porn by the law's definition. Right. And because when you're a professional porn producer, the federal government has laws in place that say you have to have uh, files on all of your porn actors and actresses. You have to have their identification. You have to have them sign a you know consent form. There has to be something in a filing cabinet at the porn producer's office. So when somebody's marketing a porn film, the feds can go and look at that uh, producer yep, sure and they enough, can that verify. Girl in the pigtails with the uh, flat chest, she is in fact 19 or right, whatever. Right, so like Hustler, they've got a division called Barely Legal where they, you know, have well, it should be obvious, but uh, they've got barely legal, and obviously they're going to CYA because they know the feds could come in and check them any time. But you've got all kinds of people online who have video cameras, and who's checking them? There's no way to know. No, there is no way to know. But what I'm, I guess I'm wondering is, you know, uh, how I don't want to do it. But I don't certainly don't want to get caught doing it. And people talk about you know child porn as though it's prolific online. In the ten years I've been using the internet, I have never stumbled across this. I've stumbled across horrifying things like two girls, one cup. 
I've seen ads for donkey porn, but I've never seen child porn online, advertised or what or whatever. I think that that might have something to do with, uh, I mean, I don't know, Wendy McElroy did this amazing interview when, when she talks about, she like went into the porn industry and interviewed a lot of the girls involved and she went into like basically the um, sadomasochist porn stuff and she talks about her experience and it's nothing like what you would expect. Do you want to tell us more about that? Sure. All right. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. And is there more about the case here? Yeah, sure. Question? We'll come back to that here in a moment. It's not something I expected to, to happen. You can bring up what you want. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. We're talking about disturbing things on the Internet. Everything from uh, child pornography to two girls, one cup to lemon party. I'm disturbed. Uh, 855-450-FREE. I should really have you go to lemonparty.org. I am not going to. After two girls and one cup, no. Allie, will you go to lemonparty.org? No. Oh, you guys are no fun. It's not fun. (laughs) it's, It's appealing. Appalling. That's the right word. You don't even know. You haven't seen. I, I already know. That's why you want us to see it because it's appalling. You know what Lemon Party is? I know. I've heard it tossed around in conversation okay. enough to know that it's disgusting. Now, what what is funny is to see the reaction videos of people who see it, and that's why you want me to go to Lemon Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is why. If you could go see it's the reactions on uh, YouTube of people that are watching, say two girls, one cup. Lemon Party is the least offensive. Lemonparty.org is the least offensive one I think I've ever yeah, seen. But it's I'm just, not going to. It's Thanks. just a surprise. That's all. It's just not nope. what you're expecting. Thanks. Uh, you know, so, hey, since we're talking about this, and we'll get more into this news because the state of New York here in an appeals court has determined that apparently it's not illegal to just look at child pornography on the internet so as long as you don't download no it. No downloading of that uh, stuff. You know, by the way, there are some websites uh, like 4chan, for instance. They're, they have these anonymous message boards online where you can go and post whatever you want. Pretty much, although some of them some of them have moderation. Uh, but the idea is that you're you're anonymous. That you don't have to have an account uh, to post on these boards. So you know, 4chan's one example of these, but there are a number of these chans out there, for instance. And so we've actually got a sponsor that has come on board with the program. I guess perfect time to talk about this. Plainboards.com is offering you. Maybe you're a webmaster or a you know a blogger, or perhaps you're just somebody who wants somewhere anonymous to go and uh, talk with some other anonymous people. Yeah, I'll bet this guy wasn't really thinking child porn when he set these up he's think he's a privacy advocate oh i doubt he was thinking <laughs> child pornography but uh, I th- but you know i was 4chan is not a child porn site it's just a anonymous message board well we are site. talking about child porn here, so. right um and you can go and add your own plain board to it you can create your own anonymous message board and it's free to use and literally you can do it within seconds i tried it last night i mean you go and you type in you know mark's message board and then boom 
you've got it that fast and, and it just stays there it's there yep uh no installation you don't have to know how to install stuff on a website or anything like that you just go, i could do it you absolutely you could go and do this mark and, uh, and there's no id you don't have to log in and you can do it in seconds and protect your users privacy plainboards.com go and check it out plainboards.com Sounds it's exactly like, what it sounds like. Uh, you know, and to me, what sounds valuable is just that you can have a message board that quickly. I mean, how many websites wouldn't be augmented with a message board? There's already hundreds of boards there. So you can go to plainboards.com, look around and see how many other people are already using this service. So clearly, I mean, people I paid hundreds it. to set up a, 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 a website with a message board at one point, and that was cheap. Right. So this makes it easy. It's simple. I mean, again, plainboards.com, not, not a lot of flash, not a lot of glitz. It's going to be a real straightforward message messaging. You can set it up in seconds. I wouldn't think yeah, so. Exactly. Plainboards.com. And it's free. So what do you got to lose? 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. New York appeals court saying here... They were looking at a case... Was it a college professor? Who was it that... Uh, it was a college professor. College um, professor. Who apparently had, had pictures a, of child pornography? More than a hundred pictures. Was of, this his home computer or at school? They, they did not make that clear. Okay. In the article from news.yahoo.com. Because again, another question that you have to have is maybe it wasn't even him. You know, I mean, if it was at his computer it was on at his school. Computer. Okay. If it was his computer at school, though, who's to say he doesn't have some teacher's aide in his class who is, you know, doesn't want to look at his uh, porn at home, so he goes into the teacher's classroom and uses his teacher's computer. So there's another big kind of question mark on, like, how do you even prove that it was him who was even looking at right. uh, these in the first place? We had two teachers at the high school I went to that were, um, I think they are fired for having kitty porn on their computers. And was it young people or was it children? They never actually went into detail yeah, about they, it. They often don't. And this is one of the things that they'll, you know, I, 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 had, a, I had a guy I knew and I believed his story um, when he said that, look, you know, that I had, in prison. No, this oh, okay. was just somebody I had met. I, you know, I had some uh, pornographic images on my computer. Um, you know, I had some drugs in my house. They gave me the opportunity to plead out. Among the the, the pleas were, uh, you know, child pornography because they claimed that some of those pictures, which you know they couldn't prove were child porn in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, they claimed that they were t- younger than eighteen, and so you know, how am I supposed to know? Right, saying. right. Um, and that's the terminology they use. Uh, young young women. And so, therefore, you know, I'm stuck. I mean, it, I could have taken it to trial, but then I would have had to take all the charges to trial, and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to beat those drug charges. Mm. So that's that was his story. I, you know, whatever seemed believable to me. So, Ali, you said that uh, it was Wendy McElroy who is was she involved with iFeminist? Is that right? Uh, I don't know. She wrote a book that was called XXX, and mm. you know, like into the world of pornography, and she talks about um, how. In the industry, there's like a very, uh, it's like the people in the industry are really paranoid about the uh, about par- uh, child porn so much that they will um, actually hand out awards to people that inform on people that might be uh, doing that. Oh wow! And th- that it's like you know, big part of the industry is that there's you know, it's a no nonsense policy about child porn. And I don't know if if the paranoia part is just sponsored from the is it just comes it from is. the law or if you know this would happen just naturally anyway because people don't want their site to be affiliated with something that people see as so 
Um, I doubt it. It sounds to me like the law. The same reason that uh, mm-hmm. you know store clerks will ID you for cigarettes and alcohol isn't because they don't think you're old enough for cigarettes and alcohol. It's because they're scared to death of what's going to happen. Right, because if mean, you're running a who teen in the porn... industry is going to say that, oh, well, this girl that's 17 and a half isn't qualified exactly. to do porn, but this girl that's 18 and, uh, and one day is. What's I forget the actress's name, but there is uh, some porn actress from what Tracy... No, not Tracy. Was it Tracy Lords? Anyway, years ago, uh, there was some girl in uh, porn who shot a porn at like age 16. And it ended up being published because this was like back when they didn't have whatever snitch program you're talking about or the, the laws just weren't as you know tightly regulated. I mean, it was still illegal what, what she'd done. Was it um, Sasha Gray? No, 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 no. This oh. is much longer ago, like 1980s, I think. But... Um, God, I can't remember her name. Just but, tell the stories. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she's she was she was in this porn, and now like this porn is entirely illegal. It's technically considered child pornography, but for a while it was marketed in the legal the legal marketplace, and we nobody had, had any idea. We had people call uh, some guy call in and say that uh, Playboy used to have women that were underage, uh, you know, by our standards. In this is his claim. I have no idea, and I'm not going to prepare to go, you know, spending a lot of time researching it. But that you know that these are actual published editions of Playboy. And and they would be considered illegal child porn by the the laws, but nobody goes after them because they're a big name magazine. What about art, as in films and movies? Uh, what about young actors doing roles that are could be perceived as sexual to some people? I, I, you know, I I don't know. I mean, it's, it's all very strange to me. What what stand what what is most bizarre to me is in the United States, you can be um, in different states. It's different ages. Some of it's eighteen. Some of it's sixteen. Some of it has to do with how old you are. But um, you can have sex at sixteen. But you can't take pictures of it. If you do take pictures of yourself having sex with someone else of the same age, you've committed, you've broken the child porn laws. It was Tracy Lords, by the way. At the age of 15, she dropped out of school, uh, was living with her mother's ex-boyfriend, posing as a, her stepfather. He helped her respond to classified ads requesting models. She used a fake driver's license provided by her stepfather, saying she was 20 rather than 15. And later on, she ended up getting arrested for it. More coming up here. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number tonight, 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can access our mobile site if you have a smartphone. Go to m as in mobile.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams and in all three different sizes. We have them linked there, the broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show, uh, all over at m.freetalklive.com. Do you like coffee? Do you like Free Talk Live? Want to help Free Talk Live in the purchasing of your coffee? This is good coffee. It's uh, from O'Neill 
coffee. They roast every bean, um, all the finest beans uh, with the utmost care. They've got more than 40 varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees. Um, you can uh, get whatever flavors you want. I really enjoyed the French roast decaf. We actually had some here, uh, you know, at the uh, the studio, and folks uh, enjoyed the the regular coffee with caffeine that I can't drink. <laughs> but everybody said it was great. And to show our audience their commitment to freedom and making great coffee, they're offering a free mug and free shipping on orders of seventy five dollars or more. Uh, support great coffee craftsmanship at coffee.freetalklive.com. It's coffee.freetalklive.com. When you make your order of uh, $75 or more, enter FTL in the special uh, instructions section of the website, and you will get your free mug and your free shipping as a result. We started out talking about a news story in New York where a judge in an appeals court uh, has made the decision that it's apparently legal. I believe it's a panel. panel it's of a judges. majority decision. panel of judges decided it was completely legal to view child pornography online, but not download it. So as long as it's uh, in your browser's cache, it's legal. But if you've downloaded it elsewhere... It is not. Seems that, like a very, uh, you know, a minor distinction to me, but you know, I suppose the the point is um, legitimate. It says here that according to New York law, it is illegal to create, possess, distribute, promote, or facilitate child pornography. And they felt that that uh, that's a critical distinction, according to what, judge. what are those verbs again? It's uh, create, possess, distribute, or promote. So create, possess, I could distribute or promote. Okay. If, if I were holding a child porn image up and showing it to you, to you would not be committing a crime. I would because I possess it. You're promoting it. it and possessing it. And possessing it. Right. So there you go. That makes sense. So the website would be still committing a crime yes. upon which you would be uh, viewing these images in theory. But then again, if the website were hosted in another place where that those things aren't illegal, and I'm pretty sure they are in most places, but if they were hosted- Thailand in, probably doesn't care much. Yeah, in some other place like that, then uh, they probably can't get shut down. Now, that actually led into a discussion, of kind of a larger discussion about the porn industry as well and underage workers and the, the porn business. And uh, Ali, you were, I guess, reading a book by Wendy McElroy. I was actually watching an interview about the book she oh, I'm wrote. Sorry. Yeah. Now, but Wendy McElroy is a like a radical, liberty-minded lady, as Definitely. I understand it. And uh, what, were there any other uh, points you wanted to bring up about that interview? Um, she just you know, sort of talked about how porn is actually uh, good for feminism and that women in the feminist movement should embrace it instead of thinking that they it's their enemy. Don't. Yeah. And you, you'll often, you'll, you'll hear two sides of this uh, this inside from, from the feminist folks, and that is that, A, it's empowering, and I just think it certainly is. I mean, it's, an, it's a unique feature of being a, a woman generally to she gets paid more than the guy a lot the more um yeah. and you know i at, at the you said that this tracy lords at 18 years old i as a guy um a heterosexual male i'm just not interested in uh you know whatever kind of gay porn there is out there i don't have the earning potential that a young woman at that same age has, mm-hmm. and that can give one a real step up in one's life, having the, that kind of earning potential early on. I'm not saying that I advocate it. I don't know what it's like inside that industry. I, I have no ideas. It, I would imagine there's a, a wide variety of what it's like. I mean, I'm sure the worst of the worst goes on, where you know there's drug-addled uh, yeah. people that are just doing porn so they can get a drug fix, and you know, living just an absolute terrible lifestyle. And then there are but, probably people that are you know principled, and they're I've only going to take certain roles and that's sort of thing. I've heard of couples who chose to, you know, that that's what they do for a living at night for a couple of hours in the evening. That's what they do to make a living. Mm-hmm. And then they can stay at home with their kids yep. um, all day long. I mean, and 
Mm, like an online, I, I, like they're running their own porn site, basically. Right. Is what you're saying, and I would say that what's empowering for people who are in the industry is to be able to control how it goes about it. I mean, I would not like the whole idea of you know we're you know we're on the set and this is the person you're having sex. With. These are the people you're having sex with, and uh, here we go. You know, well they should chop chop get to it. That's I, a, yeah. I mean, I would hope that you know. If you if a woman decided she wanted to go into porn, she would have options about who she her employers were. Oh, of she course. has options on who her employers are, but that's where they end. And generally, well, when no, you talk I mean, about, you, you don't you think look at a contract and you decide whether or not oh, I don't want to work with that guy, or I don't want to work with I don't want to do that scene. I don't want to, you know. I don't know that you get that kind of. As I understand it, you don't get those kind of options. You say yes, I'm, I'm going to be in a. Um, indeed, it does, right. but you don't you don't start out being able to make those choices. That's probably true, but you you ultimately are making the choice to do it or not. Indeed, you are. So that's the why is I'm saying your... the the indicate. That's what I'm trying to okay. say is is if you're going to do this, it seems to me that the best way to do it is under your uh you know your own your control. your own conditions because when you start turning those conditions over to somebody else they don't care any uh, yuck this industry yuck so i mean you know do it do what you're going to do you know under your own uh you know your own rules is what i would say. make more money that way i don't know that that's necessarily true um you, you know, don't the, have any of the middlemen if you're doing your own website you, you'd be able to set your own hours i would think the make... porn industry has really had the the legs kicked out from underneath it i mean unlike the uh, the music industry and the movie industry which can really go after people for piracy the porn industry doesn't have the government on in its pocket that's true in that way so i mean you can basically get all the porn you want for free online i don't know how it's they make their they money in business isn't it? I, 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 I am shocked to know how, like, people will buy porn, though. People will oh, yeah. rake oh, yeah. out the money for porn. It shocks me knowing that it's free online, but I guess, you know. People, they probably already watched all the free stuff. Well, <laughs> I think people value. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I mean, it must be better when you pay for it. They must, you know, if they're coming back and continue to buy it, it must be, you know, better than what you can get online for free. Maybe it's because you get it first. Uh, I uh, and, and I think you get a certain level of exclusivity and you get particularly what you want to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure anybody who's watched porn online has gone on and seen something that they're just, oh my God, I wouldn't want to see that. And Lemon party. Yeah, and, no, thanks. They should pay you, whoever so, controls that website. So what happened with... Uh, There's no money to be made from that site. Wendy McElroy. Oh, I mean, I just thought that. What did you have a specific well, question? Yeah, like you said that she went inside the industry and you, she was surprised by. I guess what you were going to say was that people weren't ex- exploited. As- well, right. That's was her experience. That everything uh, that all the false, like all the uh, scenes where someone's supposed to be getting hurt, because she went into the sadomasochist porn. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was all just you know simulated. Nothing acting, was really real. acting. Yeah. <laughs> well, not just acting, but then also the women. None of it was um, even, you know, sometimes people will consider their conditions to be coercive because they don't like their working conditions or because they feel like, oh, they're being forced. She didn't have that experience in interviewing this woman that they like did it because they loved it. But maybe that's just because of that type of porn maybe attracts more of a passionate actress and the uh it may be and you know i mean what you'll often find in in these areas are people that have had less than desirable childhoods but i wonder you know 
is their life going to be better? You if might you, also find the preacher's kids. In, in some I cases, you do. find a lot do. of preacher's kids. In some cases, you do. But, you know, what they'll say is, what was the, the, the statistics that we saw online that uh, oh, it was like up to 97% of these people are coerced or something like that? Of uh, what? Porn actresses? Yeah, I think it was something like that. I've never heard of that statistic. That sounds absurd. or whatever it is. Prostitution and porn doesn't make any difference to me because, I mean, in, one, in both cases, you're getting paid to have sex. In one case, there's a camera. I mean, why is one legal and one not? But, but well, wait, if it's coercive, then that's rape. Sure. Right. Uh, but, you know, well, they'll, 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 they'll make all kinds of... Well, that's what they want to do. They want to conflate uh, what they call uh, human trafficking and pornography. They really, uh, you know, and in some of the sort of more liberal circles out there, that's what they want to do. The conservative circles say it's bad because Jesus said it's bad. But the liberal circles say, well, this is human trafficking. And, you know, it's not. You know, what I, I think it is, is that... The feminists have basically said everything that men see women is, they're wrong. Women aren't sexual at all. We're not sex up. We have nothing to do with sex. You know, I well, think that's uh, what they want you to do. Under their own terms, right? Like, that's, you know, that's what it's like. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong I've with. I've heard the, the statement from certain types of feminists, and this is the gender feminist types, that if, if a woman has sex and doesn't feel like having sex, it's rape. I mean, how, I've been in relationships. I've had you sex You mean if she I, says yes but doesn't feel that's right. like it? 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI tool free line. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll free number here, 855 453. SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And uh, of course, the it's all free. The website, you can enjoy everything there and it costs you nothing. It does cost us to operate the website, so you know maybe you want to help us out with that. Uh, we do have the Free Talk Live AMP program that uh, can help you do that. AMP.FreeTalkLive.com is where you can go to get signed up, and it costs three bucks a month. Actually, last night, Mark, you and I did a uh, lengthy discussion about the Free Talk Live AMP program. And its importance in uh, Free Talk Live's business plan. And its importance to the liberty movement as a whole, and what Free Talk Live is doing, and how your three bucks a month for Free Talk Live can probably do a whole lot more than say sending thirty bucks or three hundred dollars to one of those think tanks, think tanks in or, Washington. You know, DC. whatever politicians running for office. I mean, think about it, three bucks a month. I mean, it's really not much. Thirty six dollars a year isn't right. much What's in it the worth? grand scheme of things. But for Free Talk Live, since we don't use it for paychecks, we you know we, we have to earn our paychecks through you know doing advertising and all that stuff. This is just for marketing, advertising, and promoting Free Talk Live. Right. I think that this argument can be made that this is the best spent three dollars that you can give in sort of a charitable uh, you know way in the liberty movement. And if you consider liberty to be the most important and foundational aspect of life, then 
it could be the most important three bucks a month you spend. Yeah. I mean, right. how- and how much do you get out of listening to Free Talk Live? I mean, I know that as someone before I moved up here, I like sort of you know, used it as a way to, uh, you know, evolve my arguments and everything. So if you're benefiting from Free Talk Live, then it makes sense to want to, you know, help others along too. That's a good point. I mean, just on the base level of if you're entertained by the show or or educated or whatever, if you're enjoying the program, there's that level of question, well, is it worth three bucks a month to you? But on top of that, is it worth three bucks a month to you to have new transmitters uh, adding Free Talk Live all around the country? We've got over 100 stations so far, and most of them are on board because we have a Free Talk Live AMP program. Straight, straight up. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, your your three dollars a month allows us to market this program in a way that we never otherwise would have. I mean, Mark, maybe eventually we would have ended up going to an industry convention after a while if you if we started making it enough put money. Us years ahead, but yeah, we started doing it. What was it? What were we on our sixth year now going to industry Something conventions? Like Six, seven. I've I've lost track. We've gone to so many of them. So it's we're, all be- we're a mainstay. People come up and talk to us now. It's so nice. I love that. I love it when that, that happens. For, I remember that first uh, first industry uh, convention oh, we God, went to. It's rough. We were like a couple of vasilloraptors ra- uh, uh, chasing down some you know broken down brontosaurus and t- attempting to you know get uh, some PD cornered so that we could talk to him about our show. I was just trying to introduce myself to as many people as possible. Sure. And uh, you know, for an introvert, that's not an easy uh, easy thing to do. Did you call yourself Velociraptors? Yeah, I think it's a <laughs> That's awesome. But we were chasing after everybody. Hey, wait. <laughs> Yeah, like well, who are you, kid? Get out of here! <laughs> right, you know, I mean, your show's gonna be gone in six months. Yeah, I guess because that's the thing, you know, in the in the radio business, you don't know how long a show's gonna be around. If you're a program 30, director, 30, or thirty, probably thirty percent of the tickets sold to these things are sold to people who are their first time there, uh, trying to to pimp their show, first yep. or second time there, trying to pimp their show and get you know some program director at some major station to say i'll take you and here's a big old check and yeah, or that whatever doesn't happen whatever's i don't i don't know i mean maybe it's happened at one of them i couldn't say but it's it, you know that's what it looks like if it's, you think you're going to show up in an industry convention and uh, wow some a pd and get a gig uh you're severely mistaken you, you gotta know you, how to play the game you gotta be charming Right, and you got to be patient too. You know, patient. You, the, the name of the game is to uh, to just kind of get to know them and be there and keep being there and be seen over and over again. And then finally, somebody will figure out who you are. And that's happened because of the Free Talk Live AMP program. So go to amp.freetalklive.com, uh, amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up using any major credit card through PayPal. Use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And you get perks, too. You get access to the AMP-only archives, which don't have the regular commercial load that uh, our normal podcasts do. You've also Super ultra high quality. Yep, that's right. Uh, you can also get access to the AMP-only forum and some other perks as well. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. It makes a big difference for us when you do that we've been talking about uh, the the porn industry it was uh, this larger discussion that came about as a discussion about new york state making a decision that apparently it's not illegal to view child pornography uh because you know you could in theory have viewed it on accident someone might have sent you a link that you didn't uh, expect uh you know who knows uh, there's who knows? there's all kinds of reasons there and ultimately how can they even prove it H- how can they even prove that it was you like if it's a family computer, how do you know it wasn't your 14-year-old son or something like that? I mean, hey, my parents came across some porn I had when I was a teenager, you know. It, right, it's it would be very you know, if you if you got pot in a car, the cops will try to to, you know, charge everybody in the car with possession of that marijuana. 
depending on where it is in the car. I mean, if it's in somebody's pocket in the car, then it doesn't really count. But I mean, you know, if it if it's in the they'll console, they'll try to intimidate you. But ultimately, they can't make I, that charge stick. I, yeah, I don't know what they can do and what they can't do and what the, the case law is. And most people don't know this. And if you have a house with two or three or four people living in it, and you know, porn, child porn, or whatever kind of you know outlawed porn is on the downloaded onto the hard drive in some kind of hidden file, whose is it? And can you charge everybody with possession of it in the house? No, you'd have to prove you'd have to prove that they put it there. You'd have to prove that it was theirs. I, I would hope that that's the case. That's how it I'm, is with a with a pipe. Uh, the, like for instance, you're in the car with a bunch of friends, and there's a pipe sitting in the middle of the seat. As long as no one cops to it. As long as no one says it was theirs, it's no one's. There's no way they can prove who had the possession of it. I would really not want to be the vehicle's owner in that circumstance. That's a good point. Well, I mean, yeah, they're going to arrest you all and charge everybody with I still wouldn't want to be the vehicle's owner in those circumstances. You mean because they might try to take the car? Well, I mean, I can tell you I didn't park a car at a parking space and they gave me a ticket for a parking ticket for doing it. Because Mm -hmm. they say, oh, well, you know, it's illegal because your car's there and you own it. I, I they think they could make the it. argument that if you own the car, that you own the pipe. They might try, but I'm telling you, look, I'm no lawyer, okay, so it's not legal advice. But the way I understand it, at least here in New Hampshire, it, you have to have active possession of it. You have to not only have active possession, but I believe it is you have to have knowledge that you're possessing it. Because there's a chance that, you know, your friend might loan you a coat or something like that. And there's, a you know, a rolling papers and a bag of pot on the inside pocket. You didn't know. Well, how, they have to prove you knew it was there. Well, if I didn't know that I left marijuana in a briefcase of mine, and it's my briefcase, am I then in possession with it? Oh, I didn't know I left that there. Well, <laughs> that, I mean, if you were to say something like that, then it would be quite. I would say it'd be questionable. But if you said that, you know, if you just wouldn't testify, you, or you said you didn't know it was there, I don't recall putting that there. So would you have to... But if, most people don't take it to trial. They don't. If you did take that to trial, would you have to rat out your friend and say it was his jacket? Or oh, they certainly his, want you to. His pipe? I mean... Well, the idea is you want to stay quiet. Because what they do is they, they separate you. So they'll separate you and they'll lie to you. And they'll say, look, Allie, your boy JJ, yeah, I know you love him and everything, but he just he just gave you up. Yeah, you know? they certainly will. And, uh, and you know... They'll they'll try to make you tell something about JJ, and then they'll try to make JJ say something about you. Right. And uh, the idea is you should both be quiet. But when they when they lie to you and they say your friend just sold you out, uh, then you know somebody else is more likely to you know to snitch on their their what they thought was their friend because they believe the cops. Uh, yeah. People who are allowed you know legally to lie to you. You have the right to, to remain to silent, to, and you should. To cop to whatever it is that they want you to, to, to cop to. I mean, I wonder how many people realize that the cops are allowed to lie to them legally. I mean, what if you just did a poll, if, if most Good people question. would even realize that? Because I think it's that lack of knowledge about that, you know, legal, whatever. I guess, I don't know, when did they decide that cops can lie to citizens, but citizens can't lie to cops? I don't know when they decided that. I imagine but, it's never changed. But yeah. that's how they've been doing the game and it's been working for them and I think it's largely based on people's ignorance about that. I had a situation the other night with a local filmmaker who needed some help uh, because there there was an accident. There's some kids here in uh, kids. There's some college students here in the Keene area. They just graduated. They were out late uh, the other night partying as college students are wont to do. And uh, one of them stumbled a bit uh, drunkenly and smashed a window of a local business. And somebody said run, and so he ran. He was drunk. He didn't really think anything. He didn't know what was going on. Kind of just 
did it and he regretted it later and he wanted to make good but unfortunately by that time the police had arrived and talked to a couple of his buddies that were standing there still kind of hanging out in the same location and of course his buddies not knowing any better and also somewhat drunk themselves uh blabbed wanted, to, wanted the cops. to play 20 questions with the cops right the cops you know the, they gave the cops their id they told the cops they knew who it was that smashed the window uh one of the kids said that uh they that they were roommates with the guy who smashed the window so the kid they gave all the, the police all the information they needed to find this individual later on during the mm-hmm. night and this person was willing to make good like he was willing to talk to the business owner get this thing repaired pay for the repairs but the cops want to charge him with criminal mischief yeah and and I, so I was there recording a lot of this with the police when they went when he went down to turn himself in and I asked one of the cops I said I asked the cops said, well what if he just went and talked to the the store owner and work this out. Like, well, no, that would be tampering with a witness. Ridiculous. It absolutely was ridiculous. And it all happened because his friends opened their mouths. More coming up. Hour three's next. You take control. Free Talk Live. Hey, this is Mandrake. And this is Jay. And we're getting ready for Porkfest 2012. Porkfest is the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. And this year's Porkfest will be the best yet. Why is that, Mantric? Because of all the great speakers that'll be there? Or maybe the family fun events? Perhaps you're excited about Flaming Freedom's Big Gay Dance Party? Actually, I had no idea any of that goes on. You had no idea because you and I spent all our time running the Georgia's famous baklava food stand. And that's why I'm so excited. Every year we get to meet so many great people who stop by for food and jokes, some of which are a little dirty. Yeah, about the dirty jokes, we should try not to offend so many people this year. It was one person, and I thought her wooden leg was for the pirate party. Oh, and don't forget all those times you walked away for five minutes only to return two hours later. I kept getting mauled by all my fans. You fell asleep on a picnic table! Oh, right. Hey, you want to wrap this up? Go to porkfest.com and register today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. They're all completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you five, six, seven, eight bucks a month for their sites, you can go get all the archives you want now in really high quality, uh, and they're still free. You get the archives, you can interact with other listeners, you can create the content of the website. There's a lot you can do. In fact, it can be a little overwhelming. Sometimes people uh, who are new to the site, they don't know where to go, and there's there's just too much. Uh, that's one of the, I guess, problems with freetalklive.com. There's, there's a lot there, and it's all free for you. So go and enjoy over at freetalklive.com. 855-450-FREE, toll-free number to Dan listening in Michigan. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, having me on. That's what we do, Dan. Go ahead. I just wanted to bring attention to something that is not national yet, but maybe soon. Uh, My brother, a um, former commissioned uh, captain in the Marine Corps, was denied the right to vote in St. Joseph County, Indiana, the other day. Hmm. Why is that? He was uh, openly carrying his uh, sidearm like he does every day, which in Indiana is legal, and there is no law saying that you can't uh, open carry in the venue he was, no laws against election, you know, that kind of thing. Just so. freaked him out too much. So what, some of the old ladies at the the voting oh, precinct, no. they freaked out about it? I mean, what happened? 
I'm not exactly sure who the first person to freak out was, but I know that my brother was approached by uh, the chief, uh, the fire chief. I think he's like a, fart, a part-time fire chief and a part-time like, uh, like an airport cop or something. Now, is this a small uh, town? Uh, he lives like in um, South Bend or, you know, right on the outskirts of South Bend. So it's hard to say it's then. It's not particularly small. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So, uh, so the fire I, chief I wonder approaches how him. it would go here in New Hampshire, frankly. I mean, I live in a small town and I Open bet carrying? you they, they haven't seen it. I bet you in my town, nobody's carried in a, a, a six shooter in to vote in a very long time. Yeah, but the and place it, you live is a well-armed place, right? Like, indeed, but these octogenarians um, out there probably that we consider it untoward to carry out a, a, a handgun. I mean, I, I wonder. Would, I would think that the, the, the we're in New Hampshire. I mean, this is a place where gun rights are Your relatively sacrosanct. Your experience of New Hampshire is not exactly the experience of everybody. But wait in a New minute. Hampshire. Wait a minute. You know, th- this is also. You would think an octogenarian would remember the days when kids brought guns to school. So, like, why would they be right. so afraid of it? These are different days. Kids used to walk around with hunting rifles and things like that. Right, and those were their days. Those octogenarians octogenarian. live in Florida. Can you open carry in Florida? How come they haven't been out there pushing for gun rights there when they're all, all of them? They're all from New York. They're no, they're not. There. You don't have very many New Yorkers living in Sarasota. Be serious. What are you talking about? Plenty of people from Jersey and New York the, moved to the west coast of Florida. Most of I don't them know where the you east. live. The east coast? I thought the Wisconsin people moved to the east coast yeah. and the New York and New Jerseyites yeah. moved to the west coast. The Midwesterners coast. follow 75 down, the, the Northeasterners follow 95 down, and they both stay on their separate sides of the states generally. Well, either way, a bunch of uh, statists love to move to Florida to retire. Oh, now it's just uh, now it's the statists that pick up and move to Florida. What kind of nonsense is that? Well, why is it? Why do you, I don't know, there's like the stereotype that old people dislike young people i don't know if there's any validity to it i know that there are lots of old people who love young people sure but still want to don't think that they should be trusted with any rights but you know right. there i know that there are old people they that forget world war Two. i mean they forget that uh that you know at our age uh, when they were at our age they were dying you know in uh, world war Two, just like we're dying in iraq and afghanistan i think they forget that so let me t- ask more about your sit- your your brother. You said it was his situation. Yeah. Uh, so he goes into the polling location and is approached by the fire chief. Yeah, it was in it was in the uh, fire department, and there's no laws against carrying in a fire department. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Indiana has a law that they passed about a year ago that is it's a state law. Uh, you know, it's considered a preemption law that preempts all local units of government from passing any laws restricting firearms. So they say, you know, only the state can restrict firearms. So they, you know, they have no legal basis for asking him to leave a fire department for having a gun on it. It sounds to me like the guy's got a lawsuit, and uh, this is probably the most... Actually, that's... That's the second part of what I was calling. Before you get to the second part, before you get to the second part, you use the term ask. Did they ask him to leave or did they order him to leave? No, they ordered him to leave um, and he went outside and talked to the fire chief while the police were being summoned. And uh, they showed up and uh, detained him for about 90 minutes while they tried to scramble around and find some law that he had violated. Because they don't know the law. Right. They didn't know the law. Of I mean, they, they were polite to him the whole time. They didn't cuff him or anything like that. But no, the, they just stole his freedom for ninety minutes. Uh, you know, I got other yeah. things to do than wait around ninety minutes for the police to try to dig up a law uh, under which to charge me. This may be one of the most valuable votes in history that he missed here because uh, he might actually make it. Might actually make a difference in his life. What do you mean, the Ron exactly. Paul thing? He'll 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 be able to vote and make some money. Uh, you know, he'll he'll be able to make some money off of being disenfranchised. 
Oh, I see. He's actually not. He he has filed. What he has done so far is today he filed a uh, request for special prosecutor, which basically means that um, instead of going to the county prosecutor or the local prosecutor who may who may have already been involved in this, they may have at some point already been on the phone and said, no, he can't do that, you know, so they're probably going to have to recuse themselves anyway. He's requested, he retained a lawyer yesterday and they went and filed this today. They're asking that um, a judge look at, or a prosecutor look into whether any laws are broken now. I mean, obviously the answer is yes, because we're talking about federal law here, uh, you know, keeping someone from voting. Well, I've had my, they've kept me from voting too uh, here in the uh, great state of New Hampshire. And they can kind of pretty much do it unless you can get a lawyer on board. Did he have proof? Like, was there a video camera? Uh, was there somebody who witnessed this? Not in Lots the morning, but um, in, as he was leaving, the, there was news media there for whatever reason. And they did interview him as he was leaving and he explained what happened. He then contacted an attorney who said, go back. Uh, try to ask to vote again because they haven't given you any reason why you can't vote. They've mm -hmm. come up with no legal, legal reason you can't vote. And he did record, audio record, I believe, an officer and also the um, the precinct, um, whoever was in charge of that particular polling place. Two people said, no, you can't vote. And now but when he, he went back the audio. second time, did he have his gun again? Oh, of course. Sure. Yeah. Okay, and so he's got him on vote. audio recording, and also, is Indiana a two-party uh, audio consent state? Do you know? I don't I don't believe it is in public. Did he I tell think, them you know, he was recording? Thing. He did, yes. Okay, he did good. tell them, but I know New Hampshire is very gray in that area, but I It believe, sounds like he uh, may have a case. It sounds like he no, may he have absolutely something. absolutely has a case. Yeah, I don't think this, uh, this attorney would have taken the case if he didn't. Probably and true. the reason he... The reason he didn't leave his gun was because this actually gives him better standing, you know, with a right uh, rights violation. For sure. Um, cool, because man. Because it wasn't just, hey, I couldn't carry my gun. It was, hey, I couldn't vote. Right. I, I, yeah, it's 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 much stronger. Now, I mean, obviously, if he wanted to go put the gun in the car, he could have come back and voted. But, um, you know, since he didn't go in and vote, I think that he's got a much stronger case. Thanks for sharing right. that story and, tonight, uh, Dan. Any other thoughts you want to share? Uh, let me just give you uh, where where anyone can view these two uh, news stories if they want to. Sure. They're on abc27.com, or I'm sorry, abc57.com, and that's out of uh, Indiana. And then uh, there is a Facebook page, uh, Support. We started it yesterday, about 24 hours ago, and we already have well over 400 members, so it's really getting a great groundswell of support. Um, so the Facebook page, you can just search for Support Clay Edinger, and the last name is E-D-I-N-G-E-R, and you should be able to find it that way. And if you request to join, we've got about five or six admins who are on here a lot and uh, approving people pretty quickly. Great, man. Well, good luck. Let us know how it goes, and appreciate the heads up tonight. Thanks for the story. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Since we're talking about the police doing things they're not supposed to, I've got a story out of uh, Virginia where one of the cop blockers, so we had uh, got a demo Freeman on from coplock.org now on Tuesday nights, at least until he goes to jail, uh, and because he's facing wiretapping charges for recording a phone conversation with some bureaucrats. But one of his uh, cohorts over at copblock.org, Nathan Cox, has been cut a $10,000 settlement check from an illegal traffic stop 
situation that uh, he was involved in. We'll tell you more about what happened there. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. What I want to know is, did he get an apology? This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that are waiting for you there. We've got archives that go all the way back to late 2006. They're all free. Download them at your leisure and enjoy over at freetalklive.com. Brand new, by the way, uh, the archive host that we're using. We talked a lot in our extended show last night. Those of you listening on the radio didn't get that because, well, we can't do an extended show because time limitation, time limitations, constraints. Uh, but on our podcast, Plus we can. for the podcasters. <laughs> right. On our podcast, we can. So we talked uh, in detail about SoundCloud, our new archive host, and why they're pretty spiffy and how it helps you share the shows. And Mark, you made a what I thought was a pretty reasonable request, and that is that, you know, fact is, uh, Free Talk Live's downloads have taken a hit recently. Uh, they're, they're, we've, we've gone down. Uh, and Mark, you s- suspect that might be because of some sort of a Ron Paul bump that we got during the fall, and I don't know what the reasons are it's all pure speculation it's all but, speculation uh, but the fact is the numbers are down and so you maybe you made a request of our listeners to uh to do this do us the favor if you like the show that is if you hate the show then don't worry about it but if you uh you know like the show share one of our episodes every week on your facebook page or whatever your favorite social networking uh website find your you know take your favorite show maybe it's uh, friday nights with ali on uh take your favorite show and then uh, post that on your facebook page and it's so easy now because of soundcloud and by the way it's coming soon freetalklive.com we're going to actually integrate soundcloud into our website so it'll be even easier right now you have to go to soundcloud.com slash freetalklive and that's all one word so uh, soundcloud.com slash freetalklive and then you have to share using the share buttons on the episodes there but all you do is click their share button and it gives you all you know whatever you need to do to make it happen on your uh, social networking page it's so simple and uh, it makes it easy to share free talk live now which hopefully will mean more people will tune in and discover the ideas of liberty so, uh, again, enjoy the archives, all for free, over at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. We were just talking with a guy who called in because his brother had been stopped from voting in Indiana for carrying a pistol openly. And it's legal, apparently, in Indiana to do this. They didn't arrest him for it. They just decided, oh, you don't get to vote today because you're carrying a gun. Well, you can't have a gun in here, I think, is probably more how it was said. Well, yeah, they wouldn't but, let him. But do he it. could. Like you know, this is the this is the problem is uh, you know bureaucrats are you know so drunk with power right. that they can imagine that they can just make laws out of thin air. Most well, of this, the time, this they has to be wrong. Most of the time, they can. It's very rare that uh, you can actually hold these people accountable. I mean, I hope he finds a lawyer and I hope he gets a settlement. But you know, how long is that going to take? Who knows? So in the meantime, people are having their rights uh, trampled on and. You know, you have to ask yourself, well, what can you really do about this? Okay, yeah, so one guy gets his rights trampled on. 
he gets a lawyer. Maybe five years later, you get a, a decision out of a, an appeals court or something like that, and they, you know, finally the state drops the case, and maybe you, maybe you win uh, after all that's said and done. But what did you really win? You spent all kinds of time. You spent all kinds of effort. You probably would rather be running your business or doing your favorite hobby, engaging in a leisure activity. You'd probably be rather doing other things than going to court. But that's what they force you to do. If you want to have your rights, you've got to stand up for them. Otherwise, they just get trampled on. I said I was prevented from voting here once because I said I was homeless at the time when uh, when I was trying to go vote. And they didn't believe me, so they refused to uh, to allow me to vote. So there's no right to vote if some bureaucrat just sitting there can tell you that she doesn't like how you look or what you're saying. And so she's going to stop you from voting. They didn't take down my uh, birth date correctly, apparently, when I went to vote in my ward and... Apparently, it just didn't go through, so my vote never really? counted because they didn't get my birth date information, which I definitely gave them. Now, in New Hampshire, you should be able to vote or register to vote the same day. Right. Yeah, I can always register and go back, but whatever, for the primary vote mm-hmm. that I did, it didn't count. So Not we, that it counted anyway. So you would have voted for Ron Paul, was that the I, idea? I did vote for Ron Paul, but right, yeah. So wait, you actually cast the vote, but they somehow withdrew it? I cast the vote and then I got a letter in the mail saying that, oh, we didn't get your uh, birth date information. And, you know, at that point, it was when I showed up at the school board meeting, I, you know, they weren't going to let me uh, vote at the school board meeting because they didn't have my voting information. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so even though I provided my government ID to them and said, look, you know, here's my birth date and everything, they still didn't count it. But you cast the vote. There's no way they can take that back. I mean, they don't I guess know, who, not. They don't I know just which assume... ballot you filled out. They can't just go in and, oh, this is Allie's ballot. That's they a good point. Yeah, that. I guess they can't take it back right. because if the voting's anonymous. They can unregister you, which is what they, it sounds like they did, and uh-huh. then you can't vote again. But So you did get away with it for that, that one instant. Not that you got away with anything. You were fully legal and should have been able to. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but you know this is outrageous, and open carriers are harassed in a variety of different places. It doesn't matter if it's legal or not. Uh, there was another guy in Oregon, out in uh, Medford. We got a station out in Medford. A guy named Warren Druin was uh, open carrying, walking down the street, and he's done it multiple times. Actually, he seems to have uh, turned it into a bit of a hobby, uh, and that is carrying around Medford, Oregon, just open carrying various different things. I think he was carrying like an MP5 recently uh, <laughs> out there, and I think that's cool. Uh, I mean, I'm not a real gun guy or anything like that, but I love seeing people exercise their rights. I think that's really important. And uh, unfortunately, it sucks when you do it alone, you know, because it's it's awful not having people there to back you up, not having anybody else willing to step up and, and join you. I mean, to everybody out there that thinks that, uh, you know, they'd like to have a little bit of support, look into the Free State Project. If you love liberty, that is, if you want to actually be free and not be harassed for open carrying or openly smoking cannabis or openly engaging in uh, whatever peaceful free activity that or activities that should be free should be uh, not uh, not aggressed upon get together with other people that have that same mindset that's what we did that's why all three of us are here tonight together so there are people even people who have moved to the free state project who would say that activism which any kind of activism that freaks someone out, like carrying a large weapon on you, uh, it's bad because, well, you're making people afraid of liberty. Um, so what, what? how would you answer that? I mean, what if, you know, there's someone who's just generally like maybe they are more left leaning, but they're not really they're with you on most things. But um, when it comes to the guns thing, it freaks them out. And then. When they see people out there carrying M5s, mm-hmm. then that might freak them out even more. It's the same 
excuse as the as the people kind of from the reverse perspective that might uh, be coming from more of a conservative perspective and get upset at somebody for openly smoking a joint, right? Like, oh, exactly. I don't want my kids to see that or blah, 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 blah. Whatever their reasons are, it makes them uncomfortable. They don't like it. Uh, well, too bad is what I say uh, to those people because pe- peaceful people should be able to carry a gun or smoke a joint or do whatever it is they want so long as they aren't harming anybody else. Well, I don't care. I, if, I if, take it from a different standpoint, in which is this is the tragedy of the commons. I mean, if you support commonly owned property, that person there is responsible for paying towards this property, so why shouldn't they be able to do what they want? You do what you want on it. No doubt. Well, if I own the property, if I'm if it's public property and I own a piece of it, then I should also be able to control it. So I should be able to tell others what to do on the property that they also own. At how do you have this? It, it's a contradiction of right. the idea. Well, then of they property. can tell you. You know, right? You, you, I you don't I don't you don't like me carrying gun. I don't like you wearing pants. Well, that's exactly. typically how it works. I don't like your hair color. Instead of saying, "Well, we all own it, so we should all be allowed to exercise free will without violating each other's rights on it," it works the opposite. It's like, "Well, we all own it, so we can boss each other." around right and unfortunately you know we're not going to end the public property conundrum tomorrow so in the meantime i think people should be able to exercise their rights if you don't exercise your rights you will lose them so i understand that somebody's going to get upset when they see somebody carrying a pistol too bad hey you live in new hampshire (laughs) maybe you're in the wrong place you're you can go to new york and then probably feel more comfortable because they don't let you do that stuff around there and the crime is a lot higher yeah 855-450 free sacral cai toll free line the traffic stop we got to get to that coming up free talk you can listen to free talk live on the radio via podcast the webcam and our live streams at freetalklive.com not enough options now you can listen to free talk live from any phone anywhere add this number to your phone 760-569-7752 it's a long distance call so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan the free talk live listen lines are airing the latest episode of free talk live 24 hours a day including our live shows call 760-569-7752 that's 760-569-7752 Tonight for you, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features on the site. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. There are a lot of them there. We give them all away to you. And those include our news updates, emailed updates, Twitter, Facebook. Follow in the way that you would like. News.freetalklive.com is where you can get signed up for all of that. That's news.freetalklive.com. There's actually news that I've got in show prep tonight. We're probably not going to get to it tonight, but the FBI is very concerned about these. Bitcoins. They're the world's first potentially anonymous, that's probably the kicker, digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free software and be using them in just a few minutes. You can send and receive money anywhere in the world. No fees. You don't need permission from any bank or governmental agency to do it. Learn how. Visit weusecoins.org. Now, thanks to uh, bitinstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. So first, weusecoins.org and then bitinstant.com. So I was just online here while you were reading that, Mark, and it said there was a link way to tan, way the number two tan.com. We talked about tan mom on this show, I think it was like a week ago. 
And if, if anyone hasn't seen, you can just Google Tan Mom. But this is just, I guess, a website um, where they post pictures of people who've gone way overboard with uh, tanning. And yeah, it's absolutely ludicrous. There's two teenage boys here that are, their faces are so orange, it looks like like the spray on surreal. tan too. Yeah, it's horrifying. Anyway, hey, the spray on tan I think might might become popular because people like to have you know some color to their skin, and you know <laughs> I'm not going to do that sun thing anymore. See, I like tans when it, it's like a brown, like a more realistic color. But when it gets that bright orange color, it's just so unattractive to me. Like the bright orange. I don't think skin's supposed to be orange. No. Basically, is the point. I, if, if you have a nice olive color skin, or if if you know you're if lucky you're enough naturally to be born colored in that way, yeah. you know tanner skin. I think that's very that's very attractive. But to try to fake it, it usually doesn't work very well. Richmond, Virginia. By the way, uh, we started this story a couple of segments ago and got uh, sidetracked. Nathan Cox is somebody who is uh, familiar to the show. I think he's been to a couple of uh, Porcupine Freedom Festivals, and again, want to invite you to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. If you love liberty, that is. If you don't, you can stay home. Uh, but if you do love liberty, then uh, we're all going to be there. In fact, uh, Ali, you're talking about bringing Ladies and Keen live to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So we'll have uh, look forward to announcing when those times will be. It's probably going to be a special time, uh, but we'll talk about that more in the future. Porkfest.com. Anyway, Nathan Cox has been there, but unfortunately, he doesn't live in New Hampshire. He lives in Virginia. And it can be, you know, it can be tough uh, doing activism when you don't have a support network behind you. But luckily, Nathan is involved with uh, copblock.org. And of course, copblock.org is something that was started by a couple of guys here in in uh, the Shire, uh, Pete Nademo from copblock.org. And it's an idea that has spread. A lot of uh, some of the activism that we've been doing here in the Keene area has inspired a number of activists around the country to get out and uh, and step up and, and do stuff in their areas, even though risk is involved. Uh, but some people are we recommend it against it. <laughs> I do generally recommend. I'm like, hey, if you if you're going to do activism, just wait till you get to New Hampshire, where you can have some backup. But some people, like Nathan Cox, they you know they're willing to go for it. And uh, so what happened was he got a ten thousand dollar settlement check from the state of Virginia uh, because of an illegal traffic stop by the Virginia Commonwealth University Police last spring. Cox, uh, this by the way from WTVR, uh, Cox is a libertarian who founded the Virginia branch of copblock.org, was driving his car near the Coliseum last April when he passed a VCU police officer pulled over on the side of the road talking with someone. Cox picked up his bullhorn and addressed the officer out of his window. He said, I simply turned my head and said, stop harassing people. We pay your paychecks. Very quickly, the officer's vehicle appeared in his rear view mirror. Emergency lights and siren activated. Cox picked up his small video camera that he keeps on hand. And anybody who's involved with copblock.org knows this is a, a good idea. The officer, four-year veteran Sean Kelly, approached the car on the video clip that Cox later downloaded to YouTube. They do not like the uh, the unwritten rule of contempt of cop. Right. I actually really... Every time I see someone pulled over on the road, I always have wanted to just yell out, like, leave, you know, if it's obvious they didn't do anything wrong, just like, leave that person alone. You're creating more of a hazard by pulling them off to the side of the road. Indeed. And, and this is something that, you know, they refuse to uh, you know, to admit. They'll say that whatever traffic thing you were doing was causing some kind of danger. But of course, there's no victim. Um, but at the same time, when they pull you over the side of the road with those lights flashing, especially on rainy nights and that kind of thing, I mean, those flashing lights, they disturb people's eyes uh, you know cops get killed all the time walking along the sides of roads so do other people you know stop creating a hazard no they have to let people know they're there 
They have to let them know. Yeah. You know, here we are in 2012, by the way, and news media copywriters here still haven't quite figured out how the internet works. They use the term download to describe upload. They say that Cox later downloaded to YouTube. No, no, he uploaded his video to YouTube. You are downloading the video when you watch uh, the video from YouTube. Anyway, they go on here. Goes up to the internet like heaven and then down from it. That's like right. to earth. <laughs> So, uh, again, this was recorded. He put it on YouTube to chronicle his fight for what he sees as his constitutional rights. In the video, Cox asks the... And apparently he's right because he got the check. Yep. Uh, Cox asks the, video, uh, the cop in the video, how are you doing, sir? The officer responds, all right, how are we doing? Cox says, doing fantastic. Now, I would have responded with some sort of, who's we? <laughs> what are you talking about? What kind of a weird statement is that? How are we doing? You're talking to one man in a car alone. Bizarre. Anyway... The officer asks for Cox's license and registration, and Cox says, can I ask why you pulled me? He says, yes, sir, for uh, freedom of speech, Cox asks. The officer responds that you look like you were a little distracted driving. Cox immediately asks for the officer's... That's probably the best argument I would have heard. Immediately asks for the officer's supervisor to come on the scene, saying he didn't believe the officer had probable cause to pull him over. The officer goes to his car and comes back with a citation for obstruction of justice. Mm. Cox says he won't sign it until the supervisor comes. Eventually, the supervisor does come. Freedom of Information Act request filed in the case shows the officer calls the attorney's office during the wait so the cop was a little uh, concerned about this stop and wanted to get some advice cox is eventually charged with disorderly conduct when the case went to traffic court which is a catch-all charge where yeah. they don't have anything to actually charge you with they'll just charge Nothing. you with that because they can always win on it the initial judge found me guilty for quote unquote being a jerk said cox they then appealed it to the circuit court tom roberts cox's attorney said they didn't even have to present any evidence the judge heard the officer's case and dismissed the charge the second judge was pretty reluctant to dismiss the charge, but said what I said was protected under the First Amendment. Tom Roberts prepped a civil suit against the police department, but VCU, the uh, university police, settled out of court. Roberts said police officers have a badge and a gun and a lot of power. He says that requires him to not go after people because he doesn't like what they have to say. He has that training. He knows that. In this case, the court found that's what he did. In fact, I had a conversation the other day with one of the police officers here in Keene when uh, we were doing the uh, the Robin Hooding with a couple of the ladies in Keene. You weren't there for it, Allie. I think you were at work at the time. But uh, your partners, uh, Kate and Cecilia, were out uh, doing Robin Hooding. I was recording it. And one of the cops, actually two cops, were called on us by the parking meter ladies. And one of the cops came up to me and said, you know, no one is disputing that you have a right to follow these ladies around with your video camera, but you need to watch what you say. And I was like, well, wait a minute, I didn't say anything. All I said to her was, hey, one of my favorite ladies. And I was I was serious. I like, you know, the parking lady. She's nice to me now that we've gone to trial together. She's been really a, a nice lady to me since then. So I wasn't trying to be mean to her or anything like that. It's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, he said, well maybe it wasn't you. And he goes on to say that uh, that he has training. Like, he he made the statement that you can say anything you want to me and I can't do anything about it. So he he made that statement. He he gets it. He knows that about being a police officer. If you're a cop, it's your job to, you know, not overreact if somebody flips you the bird or says F you pig. Some or, of them are really great with that. Yeah, and this is one of them. 
but he made the statement that uh, the the parking enforcers, despite working for the police department, were not actually police officers. So you may not be able to get away with saying anything you want to them. Was essentially what he was telling me. No, well, just train them. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. So Nathan Cox ended up getting a ten thousand dollar check from this police department. Well, what happened with that money? We'll explain coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, toll-free number here tonight, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Moments remain, enough time for you and your thoughts, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features. They're totally free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including our webcam, the listen lines, live streams, radio stations. Man, we've got a lot of ways for you to get Free Talk Live into your ears. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get a list of them. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And if you'd like, you can support the show. Go shopping with us at shop.freetalklive.com. When you enter uh, Amazon through the links you'll find at shop.freetalklive.com, it can be Amazon Canada, Amazon US, Amazon UK. They're all linked there. You go into Amazon, get your shopping taken care of, and you'll also end up giving Free Talk Live a portion of the purchase price. Or rather, Amazon will give us a portion of their profits if you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. As uh, we continue here, we will take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Let's go to Mike listening in Atlanta. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Mike. I want to comment on the Barack Obama situation. Which situation? What is the situation? That the comment he made about the gay marriages. All right, sure. Go for it. You are on the air. Comment away. Do you? Hello. Are you still there, Mike? Can you hear us? Yes, sir. You are on the radio. So go ahead with your comments. My comment is that it seems that no matter what the president Barack Obama says, color people just seem to still stuck on the bandwagon. I've been a Democrat all my life since 1977. I voted. I'm going. I'm just going to try Republican side because this situation that the uh, president is doing now it just it, it's just uh, ludicrous. So you're saying you're upset at him coming out in support uh, of gay marriage? Uh, exactly. I'm saying I will hope, even if I were gay, which I'm not. I will hope my heart and mind and soul and spirit would not think that it was the right thing to do or to be. To, to wait, the, the right thing. Hold on, just to clarify what you're saying, Mike. You're saying it's the right thing is not to be gay, or the right thing is to not get married if you're gay. Not to, not to be married and think there are two men or two ladies should be married. I mean, it don't take. Why a is that wrong? Um, it's wrong, but it's morally wrong, and it's 
a human being wrong. Now, do you think that in some way or another voting for Mitt Romney is going to fix that? No, it ain't going to fix that, but it's enough to, to, to send a message to them sick of the Democrats. And so this, so this was the issue for you. I mean, I have to, I have to be, you know, I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm a registered Democrat myself. Uh, I'm more, I'm not really a Democrat though. I really don't like either Republicans or Democrats. But I had to be something to vote in the the primary. Um, but you know, it seems to me like Barack Obama has done a whole lot of things in the last few years that should be really outrageous to a lot of Democrats. Like, oh, I don't know saying he was going to end the war in Afghanistan and then not? How about that one? Or clo- saying he was going to close Guantanamo and then not? I mean, this was the final straw, a statement about uh, supporting gay people getting married? You, you weren't concerned with the bombing of innocent people over in the Middle East? Now, I was very concerned about all of that, but I spent three years trying to find a way. I'm not one of the ones that voted for Barack Obama on the first turn. Oh, okay. And I spent three years trying to find a reason to vote for him up until this comment he come out with. So I'm just going to just try the other. I've never been a Republican. I'm going to get him a try. Why, why did you feel like you wanted, like, why were you looking for a reason to support him? Why did you feel well, like you well, needed to? Oh, uh, well, uh, the... Yeah, see how good a job he can do as president because, like I said, I didn't vote for him. Who'd you vote for? I was. I didn't vote for him for the first time in about 15, hmm. 20 years. I didn't vote for any president. Well, I'd, I'd recommend you not vote this time around either. I mean, they're they're all going to be uh, criminals. Uh, I mean, Barack Obama, <laughs> Mitt Romney, they're, they're scum. And they are killers, and they want to rule your life and tell you how to live. But that, let's get back around to the issue of gay marriage, because you said it was morally wrong. Now, how do you make a decision about that? Like, what is it that you're basing your morality on there? Because to me, it doesn't seem that there's anything immoral about two people loving one another. I don't have any problem with two people loving each other. I don't have any problem with gays. Whether they uh, a man or woman, but I do have a problem with we seem to think that we can turn our heads and pretend that it's right. Nobody wants to stand up to the the, the gays and the, to pretend that getting married is is right. Is that what you're talking? Or being about? gay? Or being gay? Because I don't understand. Well, if you want to be gay, that, that that's your choice. But is it to wrong? Is it is it wrong to be gay? Well, it's wrong. If I was gay, I would think it was wrong, and I would hope that uh, my mind and heart would think that it was wrong, even if I were. Hmm. I have to say, I'm having a little. I'm, I'm having a little trouble. So, if I want to snuggle with another man, oh, is God. that wrong? Oh, uh, if you did it, it is it, it, uh, it's wrong to me. But uh, if you did it, if it's right for you, that's right for you. But okay. don't bring it to me to saying that you should be. Being married, and that's the way the world should be. Well, how does uh, how do people getting married affect you? How does anyone getting married affect you? Oh uh, well, it it affect uh, my children and the children to come behind us and the church and, uh, children. Oh, the children. How's that affecting the children? Yeah, well, what what is the children saying? What are we saying to the children these days? Okay, I drive a school bus. That we accept everyone. And that everyone should be able to make their own choices. I accept them, and I believe everybody should make their own choices. Well, right, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I mean, as long as you're not harming another human being, then uh, do as you please. I I don't really see what the the problem is. I got 
I have friends and probably some family members I don't know about gay, and I love them, and I love them the same. Great. But to say that it's right to be married and, and right to do it, that is the problem. Is that Now, is the problem... Okay, let me see if I can clarify something. What is exactly wrong with getting married? Is it the act of going up on a, you know, like a, a, a platform and, and giving vows and, and exchanging rings? Is that what's wrong with it? Is it the actual traditional kind of ceremony? Like you feel like it's wrong to have uh, two people of the same sex involved in the ceremony? Is it wrong to get a, a, a license from the state? Is there something wrong with that if you're, if you're you know, not heterosexual? What part about the marriage process is uh, at point at which which point does it become wrong? It become wrong when you bring before the the out of public in the world. You could be married if you like. You be married and keep it to yourself and have a good life. So would I, but don't start trying to make it all in the way of the So world. if I so it's let me the see public if declaration. So let me see if I'm clear. If I'm having a marriage and I do it with people I've invited. In a place that is closed, that's not public, right? No. So then, therefore, I could go to a church, invite all my friends and family members. Well, and he doesn't have a problem with you married. having ceremony. He has a problem with the government piece of paper being given to you. Is that true? Kind of, sort of. What it, How about this? True. I'm going to propose something to no, you. No, actually, I, I have a historical um, point that I'd like to make all here. Right. Um, do you know that uh, government marriage licenses were basically instituted on a wide scale in the United States in order to prevent black people and white people from marrying? Well, I, I heard about that and through history about the black and white. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's two people love each other, but sure. we, that's not that's not the same as two men and, and two ladies. Is it? Is that's it? Not the same. Is it yes. just the idea that if two people, if you met two men and they said we're married, so you have to respect the fact that we're married? Is that what you not like? That you don't you don't personally consider it two men to be married? Like in your mind, it's not the same as a man and a woman being married. It's nowhere near the same it's, it's, it's no even comparison so if whether or not they're married that, whether or not a couple's married you're cool with people being couples if they're gay and that's nice should they be able to adopt children no how, so how you'd you rather let me see if i'm clear on this you'd rather have children rot away in foster care homes and in at orphanages well not, not too many uh, orphanages but yeah foster care you'd rather they have group homes uh you can call them whatever you want okay they uh they're not foster care they're Group homes where a bunch of kids are forced to live by the state. All right. So you'd rather have kids living under those circumstances than with a caring gay couple? I don't want the children to be used as stakes because they run away and, and they're in the streets. And so they say, okay, uh, well, us two men, we'll take a five-month-year-old No, 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 no. Not everybody who's in an orphanage is uh, is a runaway. Not everybody in uh, foster care is a runaway. Many of those are, are young people who've been taken from abusive parents, abusive heterosexual parents, mind you. What I'm saying is, however the kids got there and however you adopt them, how I'm going to adopt is uh, two gay men are going to adopt a child and raise him up. And that's all that child sees, and he may not be gay. Thank you, Michael. We're broke. short on time. I appreciate your call tonight. Feel free to call any other time to Free Talk Live. We are out of time. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. 
I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.